Hey there, Frontlines listeners. This is Mike letting you know about this week's sponsor, Audible.com. Head over to audiblepodcast.com slash Clone Wars to download your free audiobook. Choose from over 60,000 titles, including a wide array of Star Wars and Clone Wars audiobooks. So head over to audiblepodcast.com slash Clone Wars to start your free trial today. so busy before. It seems Christmas arrives sooner each year. Christmas in the stars, Christmas in the stars, what a merry Christmas this will be. Christmas in the stars, out among the stars, lighting up a Christmas tree. Come on, everyone, and sing. Everyone will be delighted. Even I am quite excited. Getting ready for Christmas in the stars. Yes, Artu, of course it's terrific. But there's more. Everyone will have a cookie. I bought extra for the Wookiee. I just hope that everybody can be here. If they all have marked the date, and if none of them is late, we'll have our greatest of Christmases this year. Welcome to the Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast holiday special episode. Uh, I am your host, Michael Cohen, and with me is my co-host, Matt. Say hi, Matt. Hey, hey how's it going, everybody? It's Christmas time, my favorite time of the year. We got Star Wars. Uh, hey, what else do you need, right? 
Yeah, no, it's uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's it's a it's a pretty good holiday season this year. So uh, there's lots of lots of cool stuff to ask for, lots of cool stuff to get from people. You know, if you don't yeah. already have Clone Wars season one, you can get that. I uh, I asked for um, at the kind of at the last second, I asked for some Star Wars celebration tickets. Hey, there you go. <laughs> uh, put that on my Christmas list. I, I nice. had to send off a, a real quick second letter to Santa. Yeah, about that one. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because they kind of sprang that on us. But uh, but yeah, uh, so so thanks for joining us for our holiday episode. We've got uh, big things. Yeah, yes, huge stuff. Thing. We've got a couple of guests that that are going to be coming on in a little bit, uh, and uh, and we've got your emails to read out. But uh, before we get to that, uh, why don't why don't you share with us, Matt? What's your uh, what's your Star Wars Christmas memory? Wow, there's so many memories. Which one do I choose? Jeez. Um, Star Wars and Christmas. Hey, did you know, by the way, real quick, that Star Wars was originally supposed to be a December movie? Yes. But but yeah. uh, with production problems and everything, it got pushed back to May. Yeah, December know. 1976. That was. The wow, you got the date, too. Yeah. Dang, you're on it. Yeah. I can't even can't get you. Well, time. it was supposed to be the, the release that, that if you got people that, that that have been living under a rock that avatar that's just come out this past week uh right. that that like it was supposed to be that sort of thing like with the first couple of harry potter movies and that sort of thing. you know you always get one blockbuster at christmas blockbuster, yeah. uh, one yep. big movie at christmas it was supposed to be that big movie at christmas but then ended up coming out in may yeah may in 77 so yeah you know i was seven years old and of course everybody knows uh or if you don't um this, the Christmas time of 77 was the infamous uh, mail wave for the uh, figures. You got you got like a, I think it was a box or something like that, or a cardboard cutout. Yeah, it like was that. just it was just an empty cardboard box that said that you, it was it was pretty much the first action figure pre-order action figure. ever. Like the, ever, yeah. the, ever, the yeah. first ever geek pre-order because it was like the <laughs> the stores. Because the action, like, they made Star Wars, it was so huge, and they didn't expect this marketing thing to happen because right. it had never happened with another movie. So so yeah. what Sears and, uh, I, th- I think it was Sears that did it, Sears, yeah. um, is instead of, like, they knew that everybody was going to want these figures, and they rushed them into production, and... Uh, and I think that they might they, they had a few come out before that, right? Like there were a few figures that hit the shelves but sold out immediately, right? Yeah. Uh, just like the main characters, just like Luke and uh, and Darth Vader and like a couple other ones. I think I might be wrong about that, but yeah, um, right. the demand was so huge that Sears just printed off boxes with like <laughs> pictures of the prototype pictures, yeah. figures. And what they would look like in their packaging on this box, and said, "Here, buy this. You buy this." And uh, and in in March or whatever, when when the figures come out, you'll get your figures. All you gotta do is just bring this in, and yeah, and they'll trade it or they'll mail you, mail you your figures or whatever. So yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. I I don't remember getting the uh, the. Uh cardboard thing in the mail we just went and got the figures when they came out but um christmas in our family uh is a big thing you know it's it's you know all our favorite time um in my family and you know we didn't have like a ton of money when i was growing up my parents didn't but 
when Christmas time came around, that was like the big time right there. You know, it's, I don't know if they saved up the whole year and we didn't get a lot of stuff throughout the year, but Christmas time, they always came through. And from 78 on, it was always, there was always Star Wars. Well, there was two things, Star Wars and GI Joe. (laughs) And, uh, you know, because like I said, uh, back when I first started uh, working with you, um, you know, Star Wars was basically it, man. That was that was the that was the thing right there, especially after '77. Yeah. And then I also was big into GI Joe, so I either got GI Joe. Oh, actually, I got both GI Joes and and Star Wars. And and we were just talking about that figure thing, and I'm I'm pretty sure one of the the first uh, figure I got was the Vader, and this is the one where. Uh, it actually had the lightsaber that actually came out of his arm. Yeah. You actually pulled the a lever, and it came out of his arm. And I got a few of those like that. I think there was a Luke like that. And um, and it's it's crazy now because some of these are going for like thousands of dollars as far as collectors, or you know, uh, collector value, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I mean, these things yeah. expensive, and um getting these ships i remember getting all the ships you know the millennium falcon i remember getting uh one christmas I, it was you know i can't even remember what year it was but i remember getting the uh tie fighter that the the uh wings blew off um i remember getting the x-wing it was it was always something star wars i remember uh i, I think this was 79 a couple years afterward they started coming out with lightsabers yeah. And yeah. it was a basic, it was basically a flashlight with, you know, some, with some tubing. And I don't even think it was, I can't remember if it was colored. I think the first one I got, it wasn't even colored. It was no, just, they were just, it was just a white tube. There were, it was clear, right? Yeah. yeah. There were yeah. two, two original ones that came out and one, one was, yeah, it was like the white plastic tube. And there was right, another yeah. one that w- wasn't, it didn't have a light, but it had a little fan in it. And it was like, um, it had like a plastic sheet sort of thing in it. And you would turn the fan on and this sheet yeah. would stand up. <laughs> so you could ignite yeah. your lightsaber and it would come out. But uh, I, they didn't make very many of them back then. No. Because no. That, like role play toys were even kind of like a new thing. Um, other than cowboy, you know, or like cops and robbers and maybe like co- co- cops and robbers and cowboys and Indians. We're like the only yeah. role play toys that exist. It's not like today where you've got, you know, you can dress up and be a fireman and a policeman and, you know, like, uh, yeah. space ranger, whatever, you know, like there's role play toys for every movie that comes out. There was a role play toy this year for Terminator Salvation. That's not even a kid's movie. Right. Like, exactly. The movie was rated PG-13 <laughs> and here they've got yeah. this this Terminator head voice changer thing like they've done with Star Wars and they've done with uh, Transformers and, and all this other stuff um, that that's like a Terminator skull that an eight-year-old would put on their head. <laughs> it's the creepiest thing in the world. But uh, but they didn't have that stuff back in the day. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah. those lightsabers were, were really low production runs. And if you can find one that's not trash. Yeah, they even had, I guess, inflatable ones. I don't remember yeah. the inflatable yeah. ones, but... Apparently that does too. And as the years went down, you know, they started coming out with colored ones. Yeah. Uh, and I, I remember getting those too. The first um, colored ones were yellow though, weren't they? Yellow. They had yellow and I think red. Yeah, yellow and red. And 
of course, <clears throat> I believe I got some Star Wars underoos. <laughs> awesome. Pretty sure. I know I had Spider-Man. I had all the other ones, and I'm sure there was some Star Wars ones in there too. But some of my favorites, though, um, probably was the the Slave One. These are just the regular vehicles. Yeah. Uh, you know, Slave One, <clears throat> the Millennium Falcon. Uh, the cloud car was 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 cool. This is because it was a, a weird design. Yeah. Um, and of course, all the figures I had, um, tons of figures, and for the life of me, I have no idea where those darn things went. Uh, yeah, just I mean, my just parents like only moved twice, yeah. so I don't know where the heck they because I know I didn't throw them away. I wouldn't. I would never throw something like that away. Um, ATATs. I remember getting the snow speeders. Um, back when I was about 10, 12 years old. Mm -hmm. And then I started getting into the modeling. I love to do models, uh, old World War II aircraft, and then I started getting into some of the Star Wars models, and I still have them today. Um, I have a couple left over. I have one ATAT. -AT. It's probably about 12 inches tall. I think it was Ertl that made them, uh, the model maker. And uh, those were always real fun to put together, too, because you actually, you know, you did it all yourself. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of painting or anything like that because they were basically gray ships, but uh, you can weather them if you wanted to. So that was pretty fun to do. Um, let's see, what else did I get? Man, I, there's just so many things. Um, I don't remember getting a lot of dioramas, but uh, let's see, what else? go on for a while. <laughs> all the different uh, stuff yeah i mean there was just to to pick out a a favorite one i don't know if i could do that but i just remember um you know that was just a part of our christmas mm -hmm. from the time i was eight years old until you know 16 until i finally kind of you know was thought i was too cool for it or whatever yeah um you know what i mean but uh, that's was a part of every Christmas was was Star Wars and and a little bit of GI Joe too, like I said earlier. But um, but and, and of course back then you didn't have the variety I think that you have now. Obviously that you have now. I mean yeah. you got sideshow going now. You have Gentle Giant. You have all these um, you know figures and I mean there's just it's just crazy now to be a collector now has got to be ridiculous because i'm just trying to do little things here and there you know i like this the sideshow 12 inch stuff and mm -hmm. i do some of the three and three quarter inch collecting um and a lot of stuff that's darth vader involved i like to get yeah. but back then you know it, was, it wasn't as hard to to collect some of the stuff is because all you really had was the vehicles and you had the um action figures for the most part i mean of course there was lots of other little <clears throat> little things but for you know, a nine-year-old kid, what's he going to want? You know, he's going to want all the figures in the spaceship. So I probably had every single figure and multiples and, and yeah. the shirts. I remember getting shirts, clothing, uh, lightsabers, blasters. Uh, those were always cool to get. So um, lots of great memories of, of when I was younger and Opening up all the Star Wars goodies under the tree, man. Good times, good times. Cool. Well, yeah. I so so there you go. That's your your Star Wars memories. Uh, 
I'm sure when you have your memories, it'll bring it'll jog some more of mine. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. You know, or, or reading some of the emails or whatever. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So uh, jog. So yeah, let's get on. Let's get on to an email, and uh, and then uh, and then we'll hear from uh, from one of our guests. Great. Sounds good. You have the first email, right? Yep. All right. Okay, so the first email we've got here comes to us from from a longtime listener, uh, Aaron Ultimus, and he says, uh, "My favorite Christmas memory was in 2005 when I was 11 and I got a surprise gift, the build your own ultimate lightsaber toy that came out that year for Episode Three. I was not expecting to get it, that's for sure." That's uh, from he says, "Your number one fan, Aaron Ultimus. He's Obi Wan 94 on the forums." Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. Uh, that's a more recent memory. Uh, that's that's the thing is that now uh, Star Wars has all of these these young kids that are fans and they've oh, got yeah. totally yeah. different memories from what it was like for us growing up. You know, I mean, when I was a oh, kid, yeah. Yeah. there wasn't even anything. So, but I remember talking. getting that. I remember getting that for my son. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it kind of runs full circle over here too. come over here, you'll find a wonderful surprise. You'll have to plug into the central computer to hear what it is. That's right. No, it's not a phase letter. It's your Christmas present. The Quaver Converter isn't complete yet. It isn't finished. Lock in your circuits again quickly.
R2. Merry Christmas. Okay, we got our next email, and this is from uh, Jason Hunt, San Antonio, Texas. He is also known as Boyd on the forums. And uh, he wrote us, and uh, he states, uh, I have quite a few Star Wars Christmas memories. Most of them revolve around the various Star Wars gifts I've received. Most notably, my interactive R2-D2 robot and an actual film frame from The Empire Strikes Back. However, there uh, was a different sort of memory this year. For our family Christmas vacation, we went to Disney World, which was his idea, and had a great time. One of the funnest things I did there was going around taking pictures of one of my astromech droid action figures at random places around the parks. I think it is destined to come on every trip I take now. And that's from, again, Boyd. And Jason uh, is also Jason Hunt in San Antonio, Texas. So thanks for sending that in, uh, Jason. Um, this interactive R2-D2, have you seen that before uh, in action? No, the the big one. It's like that that big 4-inch one. Or uh, not 4-inch. It's, like, uh, it's like 12 inches tall or whatever. I think that's the one he's talking about, yeah. Yeah, that's I've pretty seen cool. Those, yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's a cool. That's a cool little thing that he that he did, taking his little R two with him and and getting <laughs> yeah. a picture of put him in poses. Yeah, yeah there you cool. go. Good idea. Okay, well, uh, let's go on to uh, to one another one of our guests, and then we'll come back with more email. Alrighty. Okay, welcome back, frontline listeners, to uh, to our special holiday episode. Uh, right now, we've got with us Tom Hodges, a Star Wars artist who's been working with Lucasfilm since 2004. You probably know him best for his work on the Clone Wars webcomic, and uh, that's in its second season along with the show, and he is he's the lead artist on this. So say hi, Tom. Hey, how you doing, everybody? So, uh, so tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about what you've done in the uh, in the Star Wars universe. Your contributions to. Uh... Um, well, it started out with uh, with web comic, like web strips, like almost like daily web comics that they were like kind of in a strip format, like a, like in the newspaper. And we started doing those uh, in late 2004. They led into the previous Clone Wars television series the Tartakovsky one, and then into Revenge of the Sith. And then kind of after that, it we did some a couple of sequels to it. Um, and then um, just before the, the Clone Wars, um, actually just before anyone really knew that there was going to be a new Clone Wars series, there was almost a rumor at that point, uh, Pablo Hidalgo at Lucasfilm contacted me. He's like, listen, we're not going to do the web strips anymore. What we'd like to do is we, we're getting ready to, to do the Clone Wars TV series, an old new one. Why don't you come on? Why don't you um, Why don't you be the lead on this? And we'll 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 start talking about other artists and and who you want to work with and everything. So, so almost a, a full year, year and a half before the the show debuted, we were already planning up uh, you know the direction the comic was going to take. 
which in season one was um, it was it was uh, what it was kind of a lead into each week's new episode. Whereas this season, uh, what we're doing is a, a peripheral story, kind of like it doesn't have to it doesn't lead into the week's episode. It, it's yeah, right. it's a completely secondary story, but it intersects with characters and things like that like once the see and what's great about it is is that once we're not locked down to worry about what episode is being played that week which was a big concern last season um especially since um ambush which was the first episode that was aired was originally supposed to be like the fourth episode of the show Mm -hmm. so i was scheduled to do that art and 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 the artwork for um for the first story initially and then that was the first two stories and so it, it, that was that was the big problem with season one is we had to wait until we knew what show what episode they were showing this season we don't have that uh, that weight on us so we can yeah. tell our story and and then continue on if, if if lucasfilm says well let's just keep rolling with this i mean we can go into the summer and incorporate anakin and incorporate other characters mm-hmm. that um aren't particularly in this story arc right now because they're in the TV series. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I noticed when, when it started up this season and it, uh, it kind of coincided with the, um, it sort it sort of linked up with the children of the force episode. Cause you exactly. sort of get that. It's a, it started as a lead in for that episode and then sort of goes off on its own thing. And I actually, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest and say that, that about the third or fourth issue, I kind of decided to stop reading it every week because I want to kind of go back and read it in a big chunk, like a graphic novel sort of thing. More, more yeah, it just, just it works better. It works better um, than I mean. I love what we did last season. I yeah. mean, we had. I mean, it was myself and and um, Grant Gould and Katie Cook and Jeff Carlisle. Yeah. And this season, um, Katie isn't working on this particular project. They're going to have her doing something elsewhere. Um, but we have Daniel Falconer, who is a Weta artist who's worked on Lord of the Rings and I'm sure he's working, he'll be working on the Hobbit and so on. So he's our fourth artist on this season. Um, and he, and you know, he just, he, his first one just showed up and he did a great job and, and Daniel and, and Jeff is doing a great job and Grant's doing a great job and I'm awesome. So, <laughs> um, yes. So, so it's, 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 it's really, uh, it's, it's something new, but yeah, I, I almost prefer, People like you know, I, I don't want people to not read it, but at the same time, if they wait a month, yeah. they're gonna have a full page. They're gonna have a full comic to read. Yeah, that's one, that's kind of that's kind of. Once I saw that it was going on this continuous storyline that was skewing off from from the series, I was kind of like, oh, cool. Well, I don't have to, I don't have to jump in every week and make sure that I read it before I watch the episode and then before I do you know, before I do the podcast and all that stuff so that I can yeah. talk about it, right. I can kind of just leave this and then, uh, and then read it when I've got an extra 15 or 20 minutes, you know, like I yeah. would with a regular comic book, which, <clears throat> which I really appreciate that change. Not that like last year it was really cool to have that sort of teaser going into each episode, especially cause last year each episode was so self-contained with the exception of some of like the longer story arcs, like the three episode story arcs. Yeah. But, but with this season of the clone wars, like we were just talking about this on our last episode. Um, it's, it's really been one continuous story since the first episode of this season, since Hall of Heist. And, uh, 
so it's a it's a very different feel from last year. Um, so to have the comic take a different different turn was kind of it was. It, it makes sense. It made perfect sense to me. So I was just kind of like, you know what, when, like, right around now was when I was planning to jump in and read it, you know, when we get this nice break between episodes and, uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, when the holidays slow down a little bit, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in there and catch up with all the comics. So, and uh, you, you art guys who are doing all the art, it's just, it's phenomenal. It's wicked stuff to be getting for free. That's the well, best part. Yeah, yeah. I see that. And that's, that's what's great about it is, I mean, when we did the web strips, it was a hyperspace exclusive, and you kind of, and people kind of felt, you know, I, I, you know, people who didn't have hyperspace, I felt bad for them because I couldn't post them on my website. Uh, yeah. I couldn't. I, all I could do was say, oh, by the way, if you're a hyperspace member, go read the comic. Or that's what's great about what we're doing now is that it's completely open to the public. Anyone and everyone can read it. I'm getting a great fan response. The big thing is people want to collect it in volumes. Yeah. And. And that's on Dark Horse, or, you know, that's it, basically what it comes down to. If people really want these collected, tell Dark Horse. Yeah, I would love it. You know, they're, they've done it with the, um, with the Old Republic. They're bringing that uh, Thread of Peace or whatever, I can't remember what it's called, but the, uh, the, the Old Republic for the new massively multiplayer video game. Yeah. They've got their webcomic going on their site, and they're bringing that out in a, in a graphic novel format. Which, again, like, I read the first two, but, like, they were posting that one in, like, one or two page snippets, and I was kind of like, you know, that's, it's too fragmented, at least with what, yeah. what you guys are doing, it was, each each act is sort of self-contained, and you guys would go, like, two, three, sometimes four pages, or, or however well, long. We, we, uh, well, all of, our, all of our story arcs are a minimum of five okay. each week. I wouldn't say story arcs, but, like, weekly pieces yeah sort like of like first, an act every week of, of yeah this I, essentially i did my first story this this season was nine pages and then um and then my second story was six mm. um and i i think i had a, yeah i had a third story and yeah i keep it i try to keep it around five but i usually want to throw in like you know a big splash page or or something in there something to you know extra but the first story i um i felt it needed a little longer so when right. i when i laid it out you know, Pablo's like, yeah, that's fine. Do you know, do your thing. So, um, and that's one thing about Pablo that's pretty great. For the exception of like character designs, which need to be approved from you know up on high. Like, I've designed I designed uh, a new clone commander this season. I designed um, a new Padawan. Um, yeah. I designed a new uh, a new Jedi Master who I I have yet to actually draw in the comic. So it's it's one of those things where I mean. I'm not only drawing a comic book, but I'm literally drawing new Star Wars characters where, I mean, people are already doing customs of them as, as like, people are taking Galactic Heroes and making customs. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's... Which is really cool. And yeah. and I've already know of, um, I already know of a 501st member who's doing the clone commander, Commander Ganch, that I designed. And one of our, one of our big goals is, is trying to get Hasbro or, General Giant or somebody to do a bust or a figure of the Clone Commander or even like a, a, a comic pack, yeah. and which which really takes Dark Horse's participation because we want them to print the comic. So yeah, yeah, that would be that would be awesome. I mean, like I'm I, I I do all the graphic design and everything for for our website for for the podcast, and I'm I'm an illustrator as well. So 
and being a huge Star Wars fan, I can only imagine what it's like, first of all, to be working for Lucasfilm, doing Star Wars and Indiana Jones and everything else that you get to do. And then on top of that, to get to create characters who are now part of this huge, you know, meshwork of Star Wars expanded universe lore. Like, awesome. And then to have, have the fans embrace them, it must just be the greatest. That's a, you know, that's a gray area that, that, um, that I actually, I actually spoke with some other people about recently is that I don't consider what I'm doing right now, expanded universe. And let me explain why, because it's directly associated with Lucasfilm. Like what we do, I mean, it's, it's it, it, like comics and books and things like that. What they, what those do, I mean, the, the way I would describe something like his, uh, a perfect example is the Karen Travis novels. I love Karen, but apparently she's so angry that Lucasfilm is putting Mandalorians in the, the series. She's never wants to write a Star Wars novel again. Yeah. And this is what everyone knows. This is not like I'm giving anyone a big no, secret. She announced it on her website. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, is that she can't be upset about that because that's George. Yeah. And, and when, when it comes to things that are directly associated with George, I don't consider them expanded universe. I can I consider the whole Clone Wars series Canon. between what we're doing and this, I mean it's just an expansion on what Dave and George and everyone is doing with this TV series. Yeah. Because we get all of our approvals are from from up on high, so it's kind of like, you know, we have to do what, what we're what we're allowed to do, and it's because of how closely associated it is with with the TV series. Which I consider as canon as the films. Oh yeah, for sure. Yes, that's yeah. what that's a that's a conversation that we've had here. Is that that the, uh, I mean, I a, a couple months ago I was at an event and somebody did a Star Wars trivia question, and they said name all six Star Wars films, and I had to interrupt and say there aren't six Star Wars films, there's seven, and they looked at me like I was crazy, and I was like. The Clone Wars is a movie. It was released in theaters. Exactly. It has its own separate. It's the first Star Wars movie on Blu-ray. Like real Star Wars fans know these things. You know, well, here's, like, here's another thing. I'll take it. I'll take it further than that. Is that I mean, watching like tell me your blood didn't send. Tell me your spine didn't have shivers down it. This past week's episode when Anakin went to interrogate Poggle. Yeah, we talked Odo. about that. With the un, with the undertones of the Imperial March and the music, yeah. Yeah. and him force choking him. I mean, and especially when he walked up to the troopers and said, "Leave us," yeah. like Vader would, scene. and they just walked away. Yeah. yeah, you know, just like Vader would. And it's like these are the things. These are this this particular series. And I actually kind of got into like a forum argument with somebody last week because they're like, "Oh, I dismiss anything that the Clone Wars says because I know what's going to happen." But here's the thing. This to me makes things like Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith that much better. Yes, because yeah. it, it is because the, I love the Tartakovsky Clone Wars. I really do. I I enjoyed them. I thought they were great. Mm -hmm. This is a completely different animal. This is this is amazing. Like season one's great, but season two. Is just so much darker and so, so is so much better, so much deeper. Yeah. It's gonna and it's only going to get better. It was funny at Star Wars Fan Days three. Um, I'm sitting at a table. I'm sitting. We were at um a, we were at a, a gathering with all the, the actors and artists and everything and the and the guests and, and 
And I'm sitting next to Dave Filoni, and he looks at me, and he's really tired. He's been doing press and everything for the DVDs and just going nonstop. And I think at that point, he was up for like 30 hours. And he turns to me, and he says, Tom, there's so many things I want to tell you. <laughs> like, really, like, like, exhausted and funny. And I go, and I'm sitting there saying to myself, and I didn't say that. I go, you know, I have a C&D with Lucasfilm. You can tell me anything you want. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but it's, it, it's, well, what? Oh, NDA. I'm sorry, not a C and D. An NDA. A C and D is a completely different thing. <laughs> um, non-disclosure, but, um, you say? But yeah, a non-disclosure. So yeah. I wanted to say it, but I didn't, but because I didn't want to be that guy. But yeah, I mean, they're already working on season four at this point. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. They are so far in the future to to keep ahead on the production schedule. Well, that's the thing. well not just that. I mean, they did the first season. The first season was yeah. completely done before they even had a network. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this is this is how prepared they were for this, and I, that's what they're going to do with the live action thing. And and that that just you know, I, I'm fine with that. If they're going to and if it's going to be as good as this, and for all the people, all the 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 you know the the real fans, you know yeah. quote unquote, who don't think this is Star Wars. Um, then what are they going to think of the live action? Because if the live action series is as good as this, yeah. I'll be I'll be I'll be jumping through hoops of fire. Oh, yeah. with, you know, fuck nude. You know, screaming <laughs> yeah. yippee. Yeah, for sure. I, but, yeah. By the way, I will be selling tickets for that. <laughs> yeah, we'll be sure we'll be sure to promote that on the show. Yeah. Promote it on the show. <laughs> yeah. Hey Tom, and there's our seats are extra. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, you know your Clone Wars comic and Dave Filoni. Um, Dave said uh, in an interview that early on on the show, he was not allowed to tackle certain certain ideas or certain characters. Um, is there any characters that you're not allowed to touch right now, or is, is it kind of wide open for you as far as the Clone Wars comic? Well, here's the thing. I don't write the stories. Pablo Hidalgo at Lucasfilm, um, he writes the stories. And... Um, Right now, I don't know. What we, right now, I think the the thing we're not touching, and it's not because we're not allowed. I think it's just out of um, out of respect for what they're doing and how they're doing it. Is um, like we we we've shown glimpses of Ahsoka and Anakin in the show in our in our story and Mace, and yet we like we we've, we've peppered them in here and there. Mm -hmm. um, but we're I think we're staying away from the main characters right now, so it doesn't interfere with what's going on on the TV show. Once the season's over, I think we. Uh, I the, once the TV season's over, mm. I think if if the decision comes down to keep going with the comic instead of like taking a break like there, because the reality is is that fresh Clone Wars content when there's no show going on is just going to keep people excited. Right. So uh, we're kind of we're kind of bouncing the idea off that we may expand past when the sh season ends, the 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 show season ends. But that, that remains to be seen. What I would love to do, what I'm hoping we get to do, is play with Mandalorians. Yeah. Because right. we already know they're going to be on the show. Right. So I'm kind of hoping that at some point we get to play with Mandalorians. I had an idea with Pablo about, about using them um, in this particular season before we had a script written, before we knew what we were doing. And, and he's like, right now we can't touch that. And this is before I knew they were actually going to be in season two. Um, and then once I saw that they were in season two, I'm like, Oh, that's why. See, cause it, what, I mean, it, it really depends on what they're planning to what we can do. 
because we wanted to coexist smoothly and and mm-hmm. and and for lack of a better term, I, you wanted to be canon and you wanted to, to the the the, the um, you know chronologically work perfectly. That's why I know that people are up in arms about this book and that book and this doesn't happen in this book and that doesn't happen in this comic. Well, to see that's that's one of the things that I love about the Star Wars universe is is that that expanded universe can almost be considered a grapevine. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, um, okay, like your dad told you the story of when Luke Skywalker fought, you know, the Vong. But here's the thing. If George decides to tell that story a different way but use the same characters, it still doesn't make what that was written in that book or that comic irrelevant. What it does is it makes it seem like that story was passed down from generation to generation, like, um, like, who, like, you know, who's, you know, there are, it sounds like a weird, you know, like, like Pearl Harbor. I'm sure there are stories that have been, you know, that, that, that soldiers have told mm-hmm. that have either been diluted or exaggerated down the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like event, when, when an event happens, it, it just, it, something gets lost in, in the story as it's told, you know, down the line of people who tell it. That's the way you can. That's the way I think people should look at the expanded universe, like the the Karen Travis books or the or the New Jedi Order stuff. Or look at it as being look at it as any way you want. But if you look at it in the sense that it's it does it actually happened, but maybe it didn't happen exactly like we were told. Yeah, that's the way you got to look at it. That's the way I look at this stuff. Because I mean, if you look at if you try and 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 if you try and piece all together right now it'll never work for you and you're just gonna get angry yeah yeah well i mean you know us geeks we tend to be very you know ocd detail oriented type people and i think that 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 detracts from a lot of the great art that's out there a lot of the great stories writing uh drawings illustrations everything like even down to the action figures and the and the uh the statues and stuff like that if you if you focus on one area of Star Wars too much, you're neglecting so many other things. And it's, it's, and I mean, like, I'm guilty of it too. I don't read any of the legacy stuff. I don't get into that far flung future. Um, I, I sort of dropped off after the New Jedi Order. The Darkness trilogy was the last series of books that I read heading forward into Star Wars. Yeah. I kind of made a decision to stop. At a certain I, point, you know, but it could, but that was mostly because I was focusing on the Clone Wars at that point to, to do the show and stuff. But well, you know, you know what the thing is is that I I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie about it. I do not read the comics. I don't read I don't read the books. Mm-hmm. I I'm a, I'm a movie and the TV series guy. Yeah. And 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 it's not that I discount that stuff because Darth Talon's a, 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 a one of the most popular characters out there. And um, I don't know anything about her other than than she's a Sith Lord and she's hot. That's it. That's all I know. Um, And that she's one of the most requested characters I get as a commission request. Really? I have like, I have like four to do this week. Wow. I'm not even joking. I did like three last week. And it's just, it's one of those characters that just keeps on going. My big problem is, 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 is that I think fans just need to relax a little bit. Yeah. Perfect example is, is is the new Celebration Five logo. Yes. And I put everyone's all happy. Yay, Celebration Five! And then there's that one guy in the in the forum that goes, "Yeah, but there's the 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 Boba Fett from Return of the Jedi, 
They <laughs> should have used the Boba Fett from Empire because the anniversary <laughs> of Empire. Yeah. You know what? Really? Are we really going to go that far with it? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. You know, it's a cool logo, and that's all it needs to be, and people need to just... I just think I just think people yeah. just take it way... And it's great that you're that passionate about because, trust me, there yeah. are things about Star Wars I am extremely passionate about. Like, I'll fight anyone to... I will fight with anyone that the prequels are valid and they're actually very good movies if you really pay attention to them. Yeah. And they are about as... And, and here's the thing. People complain about the directing in them and, and, and the scripts. This script's in the first... For the exception of Empire, which is just perfect. Yeah. The other two films aren't, you know... I mean, the scripts aren't not Shakespeare, wonderful. yeah, right. It's not Shakespeare. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. But, like, because I'm not going to lie about this. My least favorite Star Wars movie, live action, I should qualify that, is Return of the Jedi. But I'll also tell you that Empire is my favorite. You know what my second favorite is? Sith. Yeah, yeah. And I'll argue with anyone about the validity of, of everything about that movie. Anyone who co- complains, oh, he fell too quick. He didn't fall that quick. He was weak to begin with. Yeah, not not if you not if you're the type of person who's been paying attention to this story as it's gone along on exactly. multiple mediums, and that's yeah, that's right. one thing that we talked about in Yesterday. reference to yeah, uh, yeah to, to to this last episode. Um, these moments with Anakin, where we get to finally see that dark side coming through, they're just gonna make it so much better when exactly. the series is all done, and we go and and you can watch from Attack of the Clones and then through the Clone Wars series and then watch Revenge of the Sith, it's going to be so much more powerful because of how much they've gone into that character do, this fall. Do you, know, do, you, do you know what I want to happen when they close the series out? I want them... I want I, The last shot of that TV series should be... I don't want to say exactly like the Tartakovsky one because the Tartakovsky one essentially ended right before Episode 3 starts. Yes, yeah. but that's the way that series should. Uh, those the series should end with Anakin and Obi Wan in their fighters. Yeah, take them right before that shot of heading right in towards that that uh, Republic cruiser. That's how the series should end. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. That would, and and that's and that's just my personal opinions. I would love to say it because I really believe that this series is going to expand. Like we. And what's going to happen is we're going to find out there. Yes. There's these new characters that like Ahsoka, like I'm dying to know what happens to Ahsoka. And, and I have a feeling it's not going to be what everyone thinks is going to happen. I have my own ideas on what's going to happen to Ahsoka. And I'm not going to say them out loud because <laughs> I actually, next time I see Dave, I want to tell him what I think is going to happen to her because I, 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 in a weird way, cause um, at celebration um, four, I met Dave for the first time. He came over and said hello to me, and he sat at my, my artist table, and we chit-chatted, and we kind of had the same feelings about Star Wars, and 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 so in a weird way, I I, I, I feel like when he does something on the show, it's like, I totally would have did that. So it, it, it I kind of want to sit down and go, this is what I think is going to happen. It was okay. Because yeah. I made the mistake at Fan Days, we were all sitting around talking uh, at, at, at this party, and I said, well, I, I'm kind of curious how you're going to kill her off. And you would have thought I said, I'm going to come to your house and kick your dog. Because yeah, yeah. he yeah. looked at me like, I'm the, I can't kill her off. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then he said, and, 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 and he loves his dogs. My wife is sitting next to me. He loves his dogs. <laughs> so 
Um, but no, that's that's what I mean. Like, I really think he's got a. I hope he's got a plan in his head, like I had in my head, because I don't think I'll be disappointed. But if it plays out like what I'm thinking, it would it'll make Anakin's fall in Episode Three even bigger. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my hope. We talked about this yesterday about Ahsoka as that, you know, she's starting to be a, a really likable character, and and seeing what happens to her is going to be the big question, you know? I, think. I adore the character, and see, yeah. that's a big thing for me. Like, if I don't like a character, I can't wait for them to leave. Like, you know, I, yeah. I watch reality shows like Top Chef <laughs> and, and, like, you know, Project Runway and stuff like that. And, like, there's always that character that you that you love to hate, and you can't wait till they're gone. With Ahsoka, I'm kind of, I'm dreading the day when something, when she is gone. Yeah. And I think, and I think fans, um, and I think fans who early on found her annoying, which I did when I saw the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't like her in the movie because I don't like the whole Sky Guy thing. I really hated that nickname for Luke, for Luke, for Anakin. For Anakin, I really disliked it. I didn't like her little, her little attitude problem. Um, But as the series, as season one progressed, I really started to fall in love with the character. And she's another one that people just go nuts and ask, like little girls come up and say, do you know how to draw Ahsoka? And I, I do. I've, I've drawn Ahsoka enough to know that this is how you draw her. And you draw her really quick and yeah. kids go nuts for it. That's awesome. That's really cool to hear that you've got like young girls coming up and, that's, that's and they've the got, yeah. they've got a character other than, than Leia or, Padme, who, like, honestly, when when you get right down to it, they do end up playing damsel in distress characters in the movies quite a bit. Um, they they can also, you know, kick butt and take names in their own right, but but you know, more more or less, they they end up in these situations where where they do need help from a Jedi to be rescued or, or something of that sort. Um, but with Ahsoka, and 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 I mean, we've seen in these last couple episodes with Barriss and and these. Padawans and some of these other Jedi characters that have yeah. come in, that these are strong female characters for for these young girls to to look up to, which I think and, is one of the best things that they've done for the series. And what's great is, and and I actually had this conversation with my wife the other day, how there's this list on on Entertainment Weekly last week, the top ten reasons to hate Twilight, <laughs> <laughs> and one of the main reasons was uh, is the character Bella, and I hate, yeah. I've never seen Twilight, I've never read Twilight. All that I know is that I hate anything that has to do with it. <laughs> and I saw, um, I, I, I saw this, this, this list, and I, I was like, okay, I need to read it. And one of the reasons that they hated it was why everyone loves Ahsoka, is that she's a positive, strong female character. She's, yeah. And we actually had this conversation where my wife turned it on the Disney princesses, because they're not necessarily all princesses. And a girl shouldn't need to be a princess to be you know, strong and, 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 and powerful and yeah. things like that. Are, you know what I mean? But when it comes to this character, Bella, she's pouty, she's emo, she's annoying. She, she's, she, she sits alone in her room, pining over a 100-year-old vampire. Yeah, yeah. Sparkles. I just want Buffy <laughs> to stake that freaking guy and get on with it. <laughs> yes. And, that's, that's a, or Faith. I'd rather have Faith busted, you know. <laughs> You'd rather have Faith? Hey, yeah. Faith's hot too. What are you going to do? <laughs> But but what it com- but what it but what it comes back to is that Ahsoka's a strong female character that little yeah. girls can really get behind, and that's what's great about that character, and that's why I understand why. I mean, if I was Dave, I would look at that as like my little girl, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and yeah. protect her any way he can. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the same thing, like a funny story. In April, I went and did a con in in Denver. I did Starfest in Denver, and I was my folks live in Denver now from the East Coast, and my niece, who is, who at the time was she had just turned six, um, was at my parents' house, and she says, um, she said to my dad, and I don't you not her not knowing what I do for a living, says to my dad, I have to watch the Clone Wars because the boys at school won't play with me. And I'm like, okay. And like, my dad's like, okay. And he's, and so basically she needed to see the Clone Wars so she could be Ahsoka. Nice. But she didn't know, she didn't know anything about Star Wars. Now she's all about it. And now she knows what her uncle Tom does for a living. <laughs> so she's a freaking hero at school. So, <laughs> awesome. you know what I mean? But, I'll you bet. know. Yeah. So that's, that's that. But no, but I, I, I think anyone who dismisses the Clone Wars, the TV series, the film, you know, the film is very lighthearted. It's very kid friendly, which is probably why it was lumped together the way it was. Cause once yeah. season one started, you knew it was a completely different ball game. Yeah. yeah. So it, 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 to me, it's, it's anyone who dismisses the Clone Wars and writes it off immediately is not only missing out on, on great, great stories. I mean, some, I mean, some of this stuff is the best Star Wars material since Empire. Yes, definitely. And I'm not, and I, I've, I do not shy away from saying that. So it's, it's, you know, if you're, if you're one of those people who dismiss it, I feel bad for you. Yeah. Well, our, our listeners know that I hold, I hold the episode Trespass up with like yeah. <laughs> my favorite moments in Star Wars. I, I love that episode. I think that they just did so many amazing things in that. In that one half an hour, I mean, it's not even half an hour. It's like it's what twenty two minutes. minutes yeah. Which one? Which one is trespass again? The one on the on the ice planet with the. Uh, oh, with oh yeah, not not just that. I mean, I, I, you also got to give it up to to um, to the guys in the art department on the Clone Wars series. Yeah, I mean, they're taking designs Ralph McQuarrie did in in the seventies and implementing them now, and yes. and putting like Killian, who's a friend of mine. I mean, they're just the, the design work on that series is just phenomenal. Those guys do the, the, some of the most amazing work. And if you watch the animation, I mean, we're only on season two, which I mean, if you really think about it, it's probably the episodes we're watching were probably done when season one started. Yeah. Even this animation is getting better. Like Yoda's facial expressions and movements are, are that much better than they were from the beginning of season one. I mean, it's really it, it keeps evolving and it keeps getting better. Yeah. I mean, once once we get towards the end of the season, and then we're starting to hear about season three, I can just imagine what we're going to be, what we're going to witness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I think it, I I I don't even want to speculate because who knows? Who knows what we're going to see by the end of this season? You know, the, there's been moments already, uh, whether they be character performances or or battle scenes or whatever that have just they've totally blown us away on the show. Like we, we talk about that. That's what we do on a weekly basis is we pretty much get on here. We do a recap of the episode. And then in the middle of the recap, we got to stop and talk about stuff because it's like, yeah. it can't be contained. We're so excited about how awesome it was when Ahsoka did that back handspring over that table. And it was like, and they just, every week they do something that's either building on something they've already done or something completely new that just blows us away and that, that we just have to 
get excited and enthusiastic about talking about it. even on the episodes of stuff that we don't like i mean there's still stuff in there for everybody there's always something to talk about and that's one of the i love the show my so far i mean i love season one season one's phenomenal have it on blu-ray i'm I, i've watched i've watched it several times watched the extras already several times season two the whole geonosis arc yeah I mean the battle scenes and everything—it just blew me away. I mean, literally. I mean, be, I mean better than I could have ever wanted to see them do for an animated series. And I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but the sh- after that story arc started, Cartoon Network pushed it back an hour. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, wait. Do you guys watch it on Cartoon Network up there, or is it on something else? Well, Matt's Matt's in California, so he actually. Oh, where are you at in California, Matt? Yeah. I'm in uh, Sacramento. <clears throat> oh. Are you going to SACCON this weekend? I'm trying to go. Um, we got Christmas parties, but uh, yeah. I'm, well, I'm definitely going to WonderCon, but SACCON was another one I was looking at. Are you going there? Too? Well, I'm a, gu- I'm a guest of SACCON this weekend. So. <clears throat> oh, well, shoot. I got to go then. Wait, are you going to be there both days? <laughs> uh, it's only one day. It's only Sunday. Oh, it's just Sunday. Okay, okay. I got yeah. you. Sunday, 10 to 5. So, But um, yeah, I'm in San Francisco. But... Um, it's, um, uh, well, they pushed, well, they, I don't know if you noticed, but yeah. they pushed the show back an hour because it's too violent. Yeah, right. And, and Lucas was like, all right, whatever, you know, I mean, it, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta understand I me. Mean, and, and that's what bothers me about these fans who are like, oh, it's a cartoon, it's for kids. Yeah. That show is not for kids. I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kids, it, I mean, kids can watch it because I've seen kids watch worse. Mm. You know, oh, yeah. my kid's been watching Shaun of the Dead since it came out. He's just 16 <laughs> now. Yeah. You know I mean? So it, it, it's, it, you know, if, if a kid's smart enough and, and, and knows what violence is and, and puts it in the right context, I, I'm okay with it. But, you know, it, it's not, it's, it's violent. It's not, it's not for the, for the people, you know, it's, it's not for, it's not for the pacifist in you. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, my I have my youngest is six, and this last episode with the worms in the nose, he was actually covering his eyes. So, you know, he doesn't do that very often. And so you can kind of tell, you know, this, like you said, I know it's it's supposed to be a kid's show, but a lot of the, the themes and the elements they're dealing with and um, some of the scenes, <clears throat> you know, it can kind of scare, it can scare a little kid. So um, definitely kind of ramped up and you always hear that it's a kid show no i don't like you said i don't think so you know no yeah. i don't believe for a second it is and and i and i think it's i think it's it's i think it's geared more towards the original fans than anything oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure for sure well there's a lot in there for us classic star wars fans but yeah uh, we could we could talk about clone wars all night just talking about oh we can totally talk about this all night yeah. that's why you know <laughs> but, we'll save uh, that for another time maybe yeah. i'll do a wrap up with you or something one night. yeah but uh but I, I just want to take a side step for a second and and you can talk about some of your some of your other projects some of the stuff that's maybe not 100 percent star wars related and what you've got going on well um aside from the star wars stuff um to keep busy right now because it's kind of it's it's kind of that time of year. I'm doing little little bits little bits and pieces for different companies here and there. Nothing nothing crazy, but um, come January I'm going to start working on a relaunch of my Midnight comic for Red Five Comics. Um, there two issues came out uh, about two years ago, and um, it did it did it did it did okay. It didn't do um, you know it 
it didn't do X-Men numbers, if, you know, by any means. But, um, you know, it, it got somewhat of a little fan base, and now Red 5 is doing these, uh, these iTunes uh, comics for, like, your iPod, your, your iPod Touch okay. and, and your iPhones, and um, you can download them, like, 99 cents a pop, and Midnight Number 1 and 2, I believe, are on there now. And then what we're going to do is we're going to relaunch the series. Not It's not a revamp by any means. It's like that was a miniseries, we'll say, and this is the series. And we're going to start um, getting that together come January. So maybe in the spring you'll see a, a new issue one. And it's going to be written by Bonnie Burton. Okay, cool. Nice. So, That's And great. if anyone knows Bonnie personally, you know, she's, she's very funny. She's very witty. And and I I, I hate to I, I hate to say it like this because this is putting pressure on Bonnie, but I almost kind of liken her to a female Joss Whedon. Okay. Huh. Cool. So I'm um, really I'm, I I think once we get the script down and once the art starts going, I think we're going to be onto something really special. And I think people um, who who are into this type of comic, it's a, it's a it's a husband for those not familiar with it, Midnight is um, a husband and wife superhero team. The best way the best way I could put it is um, imagine Batman getting married and kicking Robin out and replacing him with his wife. <laughs> so, and, um, and that's essentially what it is, but they're not like overly rich and there's, you know, there's backstories that need to be told, but you know, it, they've got their own rogues go. That was the one thing that I, I wanted to happen with this particular kind of comic is have a really good rogues gallery. Like Batman has the best rogues gallery and yeah. second yeah. to Batman would be Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. So, so it's it's kind of like you know, it's it's a lighter version of Batman. Um, I, I like I said, like imagine Batman and you throw in Buffy, and you throw in you know, um, uh, you know, a sprinkling of like you know any you know like I love the eighties and you know because <laughs> like the plan is to have like you know these little pop culture jabs here and there and and really just make it something different, but also familiar enough that you don't feel like you're reading something that's, you know, too out there. So that's what yeah. the plan is for, for 2010. I'm also, I'm, I'm behind on this and I wanted to debut it in January, but it's not going to happen because I just haven't been able to get it done is um, my graphic novel M um, mm-hmm. that I wrote. It took me about four years to write. Um, it's been done for about two years, if not longer, but I have yet to do the artwork on it. And I want to debut that as a webcomic as well and, and, and give it to people for free to start with and, you know, maybe see if there's some interest from a publisher mm-hmm. to put it in print. But um, I wrote that, um, you know, a few years ago, and it took me a while to get done. Uh, it's about a female assassin who kind of gets um, conned into breaking her own rules, and, um, and she's out for revenge. So that's, that's what it's about. And that's something I hope to finally get in some kind of outlet um, sometime in, in 2010. I've been talking about it for years. Anyone who's listening to this who knows me or who's talked to me at shows or who's been on my website mm-hmm. knows I've mentioned this, this several times. I've shown. Yeah. And, you, and you've, o- you've only really like sort of teased at it a lot and not really talked about it a lot. So for those of us who have been following you since 2004, when you first showed up on starwars.com, I mean, like I've, I've, I've been a, a follower of your work for, for years now. And, and M is one of those things that when you first started showing that stuff, I, I was like, now that's something that, that, that looks really interesting. And, and so it's cool to hear that it's, that it might finally be coming out. That's exciting for me. 
Well, yeah, and, and I, my, my idea is to is is for at least to start it out, base it on DC's um, Wednesday comics. You know how they do those big print comics, like papers? Well, my, my idea is, is that if, uh, you know, do it on Friday, publish it, you know, a couple pages or, or one big page every Friday, you know, um, and, and, and just, t- you know, start telling the story. And if it, if it works out, it works out. You know, if not, I'll just start doing the art and see if I can't get someone to publish it. It's it's something that's near and dear to my heart. It's just that when you have to choose between paying the bills and eating in one <laughs> hand and drawing M in the other and, and starving to death. And trust me, I could afford to miss a couple of meals, but <laughs> um, you got to really go with pay the bills. So it's, 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 a, it's, it's a double-edged sword because you want to do this. And you love what's in this hand that you're doing and you're getting paid for. Because trust me, if anyone loves doing what they're doing and getting paid for it, it's me. I, <laughs> I, I've been a Star Wars fan since I was five years old, since the day it came out. I mean, opening weekend, I could go on. I could tell you that story if you want. But it's, it's essentially, you know, both, both of my hands I love. It just so happens that this one I'm getting paid for. Yeah. So it, it's, it's one of those things. So at some point I will find the time to do it. Cool. Nice. Uh, so, any any anything else that you that you want to let the people oh, know about? Oh, uh, I do. Oh, you know what I do? I do these live shows. I usually do one or two a month, but I think come January, I'm going to do one or two a week, uh, where I do these. Um, they're called commissions to order. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's like a it's like a online artist alley table, and there's tons of people who do not get to comic conventions. Yeah. And. Um, and so, like, you know, they miss out on that experience of, of watching an artist do a sketch and, and, um, and, and actually getting a sketch. So what I do is, is uh, I, I do, I have a schedule, like, I, like, for example, tomorrow is the 10th of December. So I will be doing $10 on a 10th. So at 11, at 11 a.m. Pacific time tomorrow until about 1 p.m. or 2 p.m. Pacific time, I go online and I have a camera set up above me and I take, $10 sketch request. They're just these little five and a half, five and a half by seven and a half um, head sketches of characters, but they're $10 and you get to watch me do it. And then when I'm done, I put them in a hard envelope. I seal it. I put your address on it and I send it to you. That's cool. That's on Ustream, so, right? That's on Ustream. I, yeah. I should have the, there's, there should be stuff on my website, tomhodges.com. In fact, there is because I just posted because I'm also doing an event this Saturday uh, starting at 4 p.m. Pacific time where it is because um, I do these forty-dollar full character sketches, um, and I'm doing for this for this for the twelfth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing forties for thirty. So you get you do I do a forty-dollar sketch for thirty. If you buy three, you're going to get a fourth one free, oh. plus free shipping. Cool. So I do that. I often on like there's always the tens on the tenth, the ten-dollar sketches on the tenth. But okay. come the new year, I do you know I'm going to be doing sketch cards and other random things. So yeah. it's just something I do to keep fresh and keep you know loose because you know when you're when you're drawing the same thing over and i don't not that drawing the star wars is the same thing over but when you're drawing in such a way that you're you know you're doing sequentials all the time or you're, you're doing stuff that you know, needs a certain format you like to be able to go back and do like ooh the quick loose head sketch or the yeah. the loose character sketch and, and so this is what allows me to do that plus it gets people artwork that normally wouldn't get it or people who yeah. collect it it's a, it, they get to watch me do it, and there's a whole chat room atmosphere. 
it's really nice. And, and I, I, at this point, I have several regulars who come in all the time, but they're always new people who pop in. And it's really fun. Yeah, that's good. I've watched one, too. Awesome. It's pretty neat. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing you on Sunday, then. Yeah. That'd be cool. I got to get down there. Cool. All right. Well, I... I guess I guess that leads us to the holiday segment of our uh, of this uh, this little chat that we're having, and uh, and we're having a bunch of people on to talk about their Star Wars holiday memories. So uh, so so, what's yours? What, what what have you got? Well, I mean, we could go. On, I could go on forever with these, but <laughs> yeah, I'll narrow it down to some quick ones. Like um, ever since you could get Star Wars toys, like I don't, re- I never got that. When I was a kid, I mean, I loved Star Wars from opening weekend. I mean, I was five when it came out. I saw it, I don't even know how many times that summer. I mean, it was playing around the corner from my house in Philadelphia all summer. So, I mean, any chance I had an extra dollar in my pocket, mm-hmm. as a, I mean, because back then you could be five, six years old and walk four blocks and go to the movies and come home and not get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You know, especially where in the area I lived at that time. But um, it's, it wasn't until like 78 when, you know, you had 77 where they had the empty box, yeah. you know, Christmas yeah. thing. My parents, yeah. my parents didn't go for that. <laughs> my, my, my mother's Italian, you know, she's empty body paying 10 bucks for no empty box. You know what I mean? Like that, <laughs> it wasn't going to happen. I, my wife, I know my wife is dying for me to do it in my mother's voice. So <laughs> I, to appease my wife, I'm not paying $10 for that, for, for an empty box. What are you crazy? <laughs> I'm sure there was a curse in there too, but you know, we're not going to say that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but then you get seven, then you fast forward to, to Christmas of 78 when there was tons of stuff. And I'm sure, and I know my parents have pictures of it. Mm-hmm. Of every, I mean, there were five of us. I was one of five. So, I mean, especially in 78, because my brother Sean was born in June that year. So, Christmas at the Hodges home was ridiculous. <laughs> when I say ridiculous, I mean I, one of these days I'll send you, I'll email you a picture from Christmas at the Hodges home when I was a kid. It's I, when I say ridiculous, that's an understatement. I mean it looks like a display at a at a at a, a, a freaking Toys R Us because my <laughs> nice. parents would awesome. go all out crazy, and they and yeah. Star Wars was what I was about from you know from when it came out. You know, until now, I mean, my wife still buys me Star Wars stuff. You know, uh, we were in Target today and we saw the, the Galactic Heroes Slave One. Did you guys see that yet? I have not seen no, that. Yet. I'm in Canada, oh so it's God, it's awesome. another three months before I get to see it. But oh my but God, it's so freaking awesome! Cool. I should have took a picture of it, <laughs> but it was so cool. I'm always like, well, if you get it, you got to wrap it. Mm, I don't want to wrap it. So, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like, I, I mean, I'm looking at my shelf and there's like sideshow 12 inch figures over there yeah. i'm still buying star wars toys let's not let's 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 not lie about it you know? well i got i got i got the jedi jedi force figures which are like the cartoony ones that came out from play school a while ago they're over on my shelf up there i've got uh i got like five lego sets behind me and and, yeah. uh, and the macquarie artist series hanging on the wall and like yeah i'm even though you know I'm I'm a I'm a grown man apparently that's what people tell me they tell me I'm an adult but uh, <laughs> I don't feel like it most days especially when I walk into a store and I see those Star Wars figures on the shelf you know? yeah being it's... being an adult didn't take when it comes yeah to this yeah thing. definitely yeah so like uh, so like the 
Christmas at the Hodges home when I was a kid was I knew like there was at one point where I would get a Millennium Falcon every Christmas. <laughs> and there was one point when I went and I, I was like, you know what? This one's going to be Darth Vader's. I go out back and I spray painted up a black. I mean, that's, it's, awesome. that's I mean, like, that, I mean, every figure like you, yeah. like me and my brothers, my younger brothers, my older brother wasn't, he was too cool for it. But, um, me and my younger brothers, I mean, nothing but Star Wars. Like every figure that came out, if a figure came out between our birthdays and Christmas, mm-hmm. my parents would buy them all and put them away. And my dad was cool enough to buy multiples of certain characters, like stormtroopers wow. nice. and stuff like that. And my parents were That's cool. Awesome. My da- this is how cool my parents are. My dad used to work for Led Zeppelin. Wow. Well, there you go. That's the street cred. Not bad. <laughs> Yeah. So it's 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 just you know they were really cool and they really got it. They were always supportive. You know what I mean? Like this is why I do what I do, and that's why you know because some people have parents who are like oh, you'll never make money doing that or you know get a real job. And my parents never said that to me. This is that's you know that's this is the thing you know. But um, but but one of my my favorite, one of my memories is and people and, and I'm going to call anyone out on this. The holiday special. <laughs> All right. Uh-oh. This is what I was hoping for. This is what I was hoping for. He brought it in. <laughs> I, when I was, you know, because it came out, it was 78 or 79 that, that came on, 70, 79, right? It was, the, it was the holiday before Empire, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like this, it was, this is the 30th was anniversary Empire, of the yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is the 30th anniversary of the holiday special. Here's the thing. When you're, I was seven at the time, when you're seven, eight, nine, ten years old, I don't, or younger, I don't care what anyone says because um, friends of mine on, on another podcast had mentioned it in one of their broadcasts, how they knew it was crap when they were seven, eight years old. Yeah. They're lying. Yeah. <laughs> it was Star Wars. It was, it was, the, it was the, the main characters. It had a cartoon in it, which to this day, I think it's just awesome. Oh, I you tell know, everybody, anything. I tell everybody, you know, the holiday special might have its cheese ball moments and it's uh there are there are a few moments that are that are a little bit hard to, to stomach as as a as an adult later on. Oh, yeah. But that cartoon sequence is awesome. It's borderline unwatchable now. I, I mean seriously, like that like Mark Hamill has more makeup on his oh, face than Harry Fisher. Yeah, it was He's crazy. Yeah. Really, really, really bad. Yeah. And and, and it's terrible like you you almost get the sense that Harrison Ford at one point during the shooting, this had a gun in his mouth, but <laughs> but I, you know, whatever. It, it, but that is, I mean, I don't care what anyone says. When you're a child and that, and you know that there's a Star Wars special on, let's, let's wait. Let's clear that up. A Star Wars holiday special yeah. and Christmas being the, the the best holiday ever next to Thanksgiving. You know that is that is what it's all about. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You're a happy kid. It's the greatest thing that's happened since the Star Wars movie. Yeah. And then Empire comes out and completely forget that ever happened. Yeah. But I don't care what anyone says. You were happy it was on. You were ecstatic. You loved it. Yeah. Looking back on it now, you know it sucks. You know why George never wanted – you know why he'll never see the light of DVD or Blu-ray or anything official. I could – but here's the thing. I could see them putting um, – I could see them putting the animated sequence on, like, 
an extra of the like say the Empire Blu-ray or something. Yeah. If that ever happens, trust me, I have no insight on that, so don't ask. I th- um, I think it I think it would be a really cool thing for them to stick on the uh, on season two of Clone Wars because we've got those Mandalorians coming in. And if you take a look, like for those of you who haven't seen the animated sequence from the holiday special, the Mandalorians in season two of the Clone Wars, they're dead ringers for that exact style. Like you can tell that they, that they looked at that initial Macquarie concept art along with the, the holiday special, which is the first appearance of Boba Fett. And they, uh, and they kind of, you know, threw them together and like mashed them together with what we now know about mandalorians and everything so i think it'd be a cool special feature but well i think i think that if they really i mean if, if because I, I i could be wrong on this because i didn't get a chance to go to the panel at comic-con but i could have sworn someone told me at comic-con that boba fett his concept art for the for the animated clone wars series was on the screen yes. in the panel and nobody noticed it nobody went nuts nobody you know gave it a second thought except for this one guy who was telling me you know after the panel dude they're sure Boba Fett no one said anything but I mean that could be them that could have just art that they said oh Boba Fett ask or something you know Yeah. but that's the thing I mean it's I think that anyone who you know dismisses that is because that's a central piece of Star Wars lore too because they still say that is the first appearance of Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, 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 you know, I really would have loved, and and it's a shame that they didn't do this in episode two, but I would have just loved it. If Django would have referred to Obi-Wan as friend just once, because the way that that voice actor, I don't know who it is off the top of my head, but whoever did that Boba Fett voice in that holiday special, he, he calls Luke, and and 3PO and those guys he said he refers to them as friend in like this sort of just just you know that's how he addresses everybody cuz he's a nice guy clearly cuz he's yeah it's Boba Fett and he's like oh you know I'll I'll help you out friend and it's like I just <laughs> wish that he would have said something like that and I hope that we get something like that in, in the clone wars with these well, mandalorians cuz I love that aspect of the character that never saw the light of day again after the holiday special do you, do you know what would be really awesome? Is it <laughs> is if they go back and they do put it as an extra on something, mm. and they go back and re-record his voice. <laughs> yeah, with like Tamara Morrison to go yeah. in there and do the voice. That would be pretty yeah. Or deep yeah. Ed, deep oh Ed yeah, Ed. that was, yeah. We like he doesn't get enough flack for doing it for Boba Fett and Empire, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think they need to do a new Star Wars holiday special, and they need to get like uh, James Arnold Taylor and Matt Lanter and Ashley Eckstein and and Dee Bradley Baker and like all the all the voice actors to come out and do do their thing, you know, so that people can see them. Because like these guys who do the voices of the Clone Wars every week, they deserve just as many accolades. Like I was saying on our last episode, we were talking about C five and how you know we were excited to see you know hopefully. Hopefully, we'll get to meet Billy D. Williams and get to meet Anthony Daniels and, and Peter Mayhew, and you know those standards that are at all the conventions. Yeah. But alongside that, I'm just as excited that I might get the opportunity to meet James Arnold Taylor, and not just get to meet Obi Wan Kenobi, but also get to meet Ratchet from the Ratchet and Clank video games and <laughs> Fred Flintstone, Fred and Flintstone, like yeah. I mean, there's a there's a whole 
slew of characters. You know, here's the thing. I've met these people several times. Actually, yeah. the first this is the first time I met um, uh, I met Matt Lanter. I met uh, and and the guy that's Obi Wan is 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 uh, is that James Arnold Taylor? James Arnold Taylor. Yeah. 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 I met him, and what was funny is he was a part of that whole gathering at, at that we went to. And we were all eating. We had like they did this like big Mexican like buffet type of thing at this gathering, and and he said something. I was like, "Now say there's Obi Wan," and he said, "I'm like, oh, that's kind of awesome." <laughs> but here's that's the thing: great. I've become very, I've become good friends with, um, with with Tom Kane. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, last year at Fan Days, Fan Days Two, Tom did my voicemail and my wife's voicemail. He did my voicemail as Morgan Freeman, <laughs> which, by the way, he double he voice doubles for Morgan Freeman. Yes, oh, that's wicked. That's how good he is. Six foot, silver haired white guy, <laughs> middle aged white guy doing Morgan Freeman. Um, so good that he fooled Morgan Freeman's son. His own son. I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's then, awesome. um, and then on top of that, um, he did for my wife. He was Professor Utopia. From the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, cool! <laughs> so he did the professor voice for my wife's cell phone message. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like you know, you, if you called my phone, you got like this kind of Morgan Freeman rant. Kind of, it was like a twist on the 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 Shawshank Redemption rant where he talks about when, you know, when something happened to, to I forget what uh, Tim Robbins' character's name was. The you know things that happen in prison. Let's talk, let's call it like that but it was kind of a rant where i'm not at the phone right now and and all this stuff but it was i mean amazing like people were calling me leaving me message dude how do you know morgan freeman <laughs> you know what i mean hey. and i just just let it ride but like you know you call my wife's phone it's like this is professor utopia from the powerpuff girls you know it, it's really awesome stuff and and ashley's really sweet and um and then i met uh uh, uh catherine Tabor this this time out Who's really sweet, and I did a I did a Padme sketch I did, I did a, a Padme quick thing for her at um, at Fan Days Three and got a beautiful email from her um, after the fact, but like I mean the people who do these voices I mean they just, I mean the guy does James Arnold Taylor does Obi Wan yeah I mean if you didn't know any better you'd think it was McGregor doing it well that was That's the debate yeah that was the debate leading up to the movie because they'd gotten Sam Jackson and. Uh, and so everybody was kind of like, is that Ewan McGregor? But my biggest thing, my, the, I mean, I, I think James Arnold Taylor is the greatest because Obi-Wan's my favorite character. But my biggest thing for the voice actors on this show is, is Matt Lanter and the fact that he makes me like Anakin in spite of everything else that's existed for Anakin. Because um, I, can, I can deal with Hayden Christensen in episode three, but in episode two... He tends to get on my nerves, especially in the romantic scenes. And Jake Lloyd, it's just so hard to go back and watch episode one without cringing. Here's the, I think I, he's I, see, here's where I disagree with you completely. Because, and, and you, you realize we went from the holiday rant, we're back on the Clone Wars. And yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> but um, but here, no, this, this, this is how I say it. Okay, Jake Lloyd, I mean, he was a little kid. Yeah, they probably yeah. could have got a better little kid to play him. Okay. And 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 the the fact remains that I mean he was supposed to be a little kid. I mean, that's that's the whole point that he was too old to start training. 
Mm. You know what I mean? And that was kind of the point of that whole, you know, the whole thing with the, with the Jedi council. Um, and then you get into episode two and Kevin Smith said it best. Who's going to be, who's going to become the greatest villain of the galaxy, but the emo, the whiny emo kid. <laughs> yeah. Who's yeah. awkward around. He's a teenage guy. You got to think about it like this. He's awkward. He's, he's a teenager. He's awkward around girls, especially one he's like been in love with since he was like eight. You know what I mean? You have to put it in that context yeah. that it's, it is what it is. And that's yeah. why, because once he, t- I, I can tell you right now, episode two, yeah, it's kind of back and forth until he kills all the Tuscan, all the Tuscans at yes. camp. Yeah, definitely. That yeah. movie takes a completely different turn. And from that point on, it's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, and I got, to, I was one of the lucky ones who got to see episode three a month before it was even released. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I got to see it twice in the same day. Oh, oh. <laughs> I got to see, and it was in Westwood. It was in LA. It was, it was amazing. I got to see it twice. My name was on the list for both show times. Like my first, show, the first show was in the morning. I was like sitting in front of John Singleton and five rows behind Jack Black. That kind of audience I was watching it with it was like wow. an industry thing. It was really That's cool. That's awesome. Um, and and I was glad I got to see it a second time the same day because. I couldn't absorb what I saw in the first showing. Yeah. And then when I got to see it that night, I was able to like come down a little bit from seeing it already and really pay attention. And I liked Anakin in episode three. I liked him from the get-go because he wasn't whiny. And he, but yes. at the same time, he, you put it in the context that, he, that he's a little bit older. He's not a Padawan anymore. He's a Jedi Knight. You know, it, 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 it made him more likable. And now this show... Is really making him likable. Yeah, well, Matt really Rancer like- just does such a great job of of walking that really thin line of being arrogant, but sort of, sort of, like he sort of, he sort of owns the arrogance and 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 is still likable even yeah. though he's so full of himself. And yeah, uh, and the banter between him and and James Arnold Taylor, like the the two of them have such a great chemistry. Oh, and, I, that, and the same thing with, with him so and, and Ashley with the Ahsoka scenes, like yeah, yeah. especially the Geonosis battle with like they're being pounded on by that that artillery wall, yeah. and they're going back and forth. It's it's great. The banter is really really good, and it's natural. Yeah. It doesn't seem forced. And see, that's another thing that when I was mentioning what will happen to Ahsoka, I the way this series is perceiving it is that at this point the Jedi Council actually kind of respects Anakin. Mm-hmm. And they actually like Anakin, and they actually, you know, trust Anakin. And but then you have Episode Three where they're still not sure about him. You get that feeling. Yeah. But I think if if they play it right, what's going to wind up happening is whatever happens with Ahsoka is going to directly affect Anakin's the, the perception of the Jedi Council on Anakin. Mm. So in that sense, we're going to see we see that he's respect. I think we're going to see now that. He's respected everything. Something bad's going to happen, and it's just going to totally put him back down to you know zero respect from the council, mm-hmm. which puts him, which which actually sets the tone for episode. all the stuff in episode in episode three. Yeah. yeah. But you yeah. got to kind of expect that, you know, because right now the way I see it, uh, you know, everyone from Mace Windu to Yoda respects Anakin highly, because that's the impression you're getting on this show. I don't get the, but in episode three, you get the impression that they don't respect him and they don't trust him. 
and maybe something, maybe one of the things that has to do with whatever happens to Ahsoka plays into that where they can set that up. You know what I mean? Do you, do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that 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 might even go along with something that I postulated on our last episode, which is that I I get the feeling that Ahsoka is going to start because she's got such a close relationship with Anakin that she's going to start sort of seeing the strings that are attached to Palpatine and and the Sith, and that and that she might get a little bit too deep into that stuff. So that that would kind of go right along in there if she figures some of that stuff out and maybe casts dispersions on Anakin, you know, that could definitely put him in a position with, with the council where they're kind of looking at him. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, that's not the way I'm seeing what's going to happen. No. Uh, I, and uh, the way I, and, and without getting too detailed into it, I think she's very much like Anakin. Um, in this, in, in, in a lot of ways. And I think if you, if you really think about that, that may be what her downfall will be. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean in terms of her dying. I mean, in the sense that that could play in a large part into what happens to her in the end of this, of this series, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's just one of those ideas I have in my head that, you know, I'd, I'd hate to I'd hate to have the same idea that they have and and say it out loud and then like oh you know I I don't want that to be the case I want it yeah, to be yeah. I want it to be something that's just so surprising and trust me even if what I have in my head is how it plays out I'd still be completely shocked mm. you know I, I, it just I, it, they could go so many places with it but I yeah. feel that Ahsoka is so much like Anakin that I'm not saying she's gonna follow the dark side but I think that's going to play heavily on what happens to her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, cool. Well, any, any other, let's, let's bring it back to the hall holiday yeah, <laughs> so- theme of, of the, of the talk at uh, any other memories you've got to share with us? You know, it was just, it was just, you know, so many different things like, you know, every, like, like, like every Christmas from, yeah. from 78 until, you know, until I was, you know, maybe about 11 or 12, which is about the time when it's kind of dwindled off anyway, when Star Wars wasn't the, a focal point in the world anymore for a while. I, I mean, every Christmas there was Star Wars. And, I mean, especially especially, especially Empire and Jedi, when when you couldn't escape the toys that were out during during those films. Yeah. And, I mean, it was it, you because we were inundated. And, I mean, everything under the tree... I couldn't. I uh, maybe some Batman stuff peppered in when I was a kid because I was. I'm a huge Batman fan and some Spider-Man stuff when I was a kid. But for the most part, everything I got from '78 until until you know, I was about you know 11 or 12 was Star Wars. And then you know, and then it started up again. You know, when I got married, uh, you know, once <laughs> once my wife was locked in and she had no choice. That's when I unleashed the fact. Oh, by the way, I really love Star Wars. <laughs> I'm gonna display all my toys, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, uh, my my girlfriend knows going into it that that's that's who I am. And, and the great thing is, you know, her family's very accepting of it. It's because like, it's a lifestyle choice, you know. Like, yeah. It, people need to know that that, that I just had to tell uh, my coworkers that I uh, that guess what? I'm I'm 
I'm going to be gone in August because it's a Star Wars convention. It's not just any Star Wars con- convention. You know, it's, it's, the, it's yeah. the Star Wars convention, and it only happens every few years, and I can do it this time, and the last four, I couldn't. And so this is huge for me. And they just look at me sideways, like... Well, you know, okay, and, Mike, whatever, you know, you do your thing. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, you get, I mean, not everyone gets it. Yeah. Most people do for them. I mean, I've been going to celebrations since the first one. I was at Mudfest. Okay. Uh, so yes. it's, it's, I've been going to every celebration. It's only been since celebration three that I've actually been, you know, a guest slash, you know, you know, I've been a guest essentially. Yeah. So it's just one of those, it's one of those things that, I don't think I'll ever miss whether I'm a guest or I'm just going as a fan. I I have a great time. I you know at this point I know pretty much all the all the actors except for uh, you know a couple of the of major ones. Um, I know the voice talent now in the Clone Wars. You know I'm buddies with Dave Acord and Matt Wood. You know like like you know things like that. Like these are like, the people that like everyone goes you know nuts over at these conventions and. I mean, these are guys, people who are, you know, Jeremy Bullock jokes with me constantly, like makes fun of me any chance he can. <laughs> huh. you know what I mean? That's awesome. That's very cool. I'm jealous. Yeah, really. <laughs> I just have to be honest. Just yeah. got to put that out there. I'm totally jealous. <laughs> Same here. Wow. That's or, uh, good stuff. Sorry about that. Uh, you know, I, I accidentally put some, put you guys on hold, but, um, <laughs> But it's a, it's a small community that whether you're an artist or an actor, you're a part of something that is is you know is bigger than 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 you, you can really describe. And the fan base and the fans are awesome. Yeah, you get fans who are really particular, like we've already talked about before. But they're passionate about what they love, and they love Star Wars. Yeah. And that's and that's essentially you know. And this is that time. And seriously, this is that time to bring it back to the whole holiday thing. It's that this is that time of year when you know the Star Wars toys. You know they're not peg warmers; they're flying off the shelves. Yeah, yeah. And you know the, this is when you start finding those rare gems that, like, like today. When I saw that Slave One, I almost lost my mind. You know I mean, <laughs> I didn't buy. It. I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't buy it because a part of me is like, you know what? Some little kid wants this for Christmas. Yeah. Or doesn't know it exists, and somebody's parents gonna grab that for him, yeah. and that kid's gonna lose his freaking mind when he opens it on yeah. Christmas morning. You know what I mean? I just gave that to a kid, but then again, it's probably some guy who looks like me, who <laughs> smells a little yes. worse, is probably picking it up right now, and and yeah, yeah, yeah can't yeah. wait to resell it. Yeah, but hopefully, so, hopefully, you know, the 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 Christmas spirits out there, uh, you know making sure that those good things are happening for kids and because yeah, and, and that's, that's what it's all about that's what the holidays yeah. for me wait, wait. Are all about it's that like what is it what is it oh oh what it's it's all uh, i said about about a boot you said no, a boot, see, a boot. I'm, from, <laughs> I'm i'm from the west coast we don't uh, talk like that on the west coast we're, we're pretty much americans i'm in vancouver i'm three hours from seattle like i uh, yeah but there's a little bit of a boot in there <laughs> maybe a little bit maybe a that's little hilarious bit. i heard a boot in there he's calling you on it yeah he's calling you on it uh, but uh but yeah that's what that's that's what the holidays are about for me it's 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 you know making kids happy and and uh and getting them those those awesome toys and that's uh that's my star wars thing is is open up those those awesome toys that you didn't know existed 
That's always my favorite. When I got the and because I'm a younger Star Wars fan, right? I like the, they'd all come out by the time I was born. Um, my my. How old are you? I oh, I'm 24. Oh, you're a young man. Yeah. So I my parents particularly went out of their way to find like the vintage stuff for me and to find, but not, I'm not like not vintage action figures or anything, but like those weird quirky things that came out. Like I have, I have uh, Luke on a Tauntaun that was like the, the shampoo topper from an Avon product yeah. at one point, you know? And like, I just, I've got stuff like that. That's so weird. I got this little plastic return of the Jedi mug one year. And, and those are the presents because I know that my mom didn't just walk into a Walmart and pick something up off the shelf. Yeah. She really looked for that stuff. And so that stuff is just like, it's so full of like that. That's like the spirit of Christmas, right? It doesn't matter how much she paid for it. She probably paid 25 cents for it at a garage sale. I don't care. It's worth like those items are worth more to me than my $200 Obi-Wan Kenobi statue that I bought for myself because that's just a statue, but those other things have these awesome memories associated with them as, as part of my identity as a Star Wars fan, you know, as, yeah. as that, that 11-year-old kid who opened this stuff up and just was blown away that, you know, my parents were cool enough that when they saw that Luke on a Tauntaun at a garage sale, that they knew that that was Star Wars, you know, like... You, you don't think that, you, that, especially when you're a younger kid, that your parents are, like, on the wavelength of this stuff. You think, you know, they're off, you know, they go to work and they do their thing and they, you know, cook and clean the house and stuff like this is going on. But but they're paying attention to everything that you're doing and everything that you're into. And, yeah. and they come through at Christmas. Like, that's that's my thing. It's like my parents always... Throughout the year, you might not get what you want when you want it. You know, you see something in the toy store and you're like, oh, I want that. And your parents are like, no, you, we can't get that right now or whatever. But what they're really doing is going, no, you can't get that right now. But I just made a mental note to come back tomorrow and pick that up when you're not with me. And, exactly. Uh, and you'll yeah, get it in totally. six months, you know. And, well, see, uh, that's the thing. And, that, and, that, and, that's, and, that's, and that's the one thing I really, I really dig about thinking back, it's one of the things that when I think about looking back on when I was a kid like that, I mean, my when I tell you that I had everything, every Star Wars toy, I'm not exaggerating, and I'm not exaggerating when I said there. I mean, there was at one point where there were two Adats in my in my bedroom, and and three Millennium Falcons, and like sixty Stormtroopers. Like this isn't a joke when I say this. This is like when when they did when we did this the, the send away for Boba Fett. You know, when we got the little white box that said, by the way, this doesn't fire a rocket. When we got those toys, I mean, I had like six Boba Fett. I opened all of them. I'm not knowing who he was and what <laughs> yeah, capacity yeah. he was in. But I just knew that was the coolest toy I had. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I had, this, I had, you know, two snow speeders and, and four X-Wing fighters and three TIE fighters. Like, I had everything, but I, because I had two younger brothers... I had multiples of everything. So yeah. like if I got six stormtroopers for Christmas, I had two brothers who also got six stormtroopers for Christmas. It wasn't, it, it, it the only thing my parents were smart about was getting like one Darth Vader, <laughs> one Luke, yeah. one Han, one Leia, you know, like, like they, like my parents knew, like my dad seen was a fan just as, 
you know, not as not as hardcore as I am, mm. but my father knows those movies inside and out. You know what I mean? At least the original ones. I've, I, he had seen, uh, and that's another thing. Like I made it a point when the prequels came out to go see them with my dad opening weekend. Because I mean, I remember I remember being in um, in first grade when um, when uh, Empire came out, uh, and or was it second grade? I don't remember. But I do remember this. I remember him pulling us out of school early on that Friday to take us to the Cherry Hill Mall in Cherry Hill, New Jersey movie theater and and waiting in line to see Empire that night. That's I awesome. mean, I remember him pulled us out of school to take us to Cherry Hill Mall. It's important. <laughs> yeah. It was important. You can get an education any day of the week, but you can I only be in, that. in the lineup the for the Empire Six Pack. Yeah. yeah I also day. remember him covering my mouth as we're walking out of the movie theater, not to <laughs> give off, you know, what happened at the end yeah. of the movie. Oh know? yeah. Because I'm the I was the kid with the big mouth. I would have told everybody. <laughs> yeah. So it was awesome. it was one of those things where I you know I remember all this stuff, and they remember and and trust me, my parents remember all the money they spent on this stuff, and I. It, uh, Christmas doesn't go by where if they or you know they came to visit us when we lived in Texas last year, and they saw my what I had as a collection at that point you know in my house, and um, I remember my mom singing on her birthday. Yeah, I remember how much I spent all that other stuff. I mean that I don't have anymore. Like that I wish I had. Yeah. Oh my God, do I wish I had that stuff? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's ridiculous. But that was that was Christmas. I mean when I was a kid. I knew if I asked for certain things, I would get them, but I'd also get more than just that. You know what I mean? Like, I asked for a Millennium Falcon, I got a Millennium Falcon and an X-Wing fighter. I asked for a Stormtrooper, I got six Stormtroopers. It's just the way my parents worked, you know what I mean? And and it was one of my favorite things in the world was, I mean, and I didn't mind waiting, you know, to get toys. I would get toys in between my birthday and Christmas. But for the most part, Christmas was where it went. They went all out, like ridiculously yeah. loud. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I was in the same boat. I'm, I think I'm the oldest guy in the group here. So. Um, How old are you? I'm 39. Oh, okay. You're yeah. You're you're. So older. I I was in the same boat as you though, Tom. You know, I got I had all the figures. I had the first lightsaber that came out. That was just the white. You know, that glow it was basically yeah. a flashlight with a plastic tube. You know, the, or the one with the blow-up one was was oh, yeah was, was, oh, yeah yeah the underoos you know the whole the whole nine yards and all the vehicles yep. and the and like you said I I wish I would have had that now you know I don't know where the heck that stuff went I had all every single figure and I don't know what happened through the years if if mom just kind of threw them away or what but um, yeah wow all that vintage stuff I used to have where did it go yeah no idea. <laughs> Couldn't even tell you. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, same boat. You know, but now um, it's it's funny too. Uh, back as a kid, you know, I'm part of the 501st Legion too, Tom. Um, yeah, okay. And we do a lot of stuff for kids. Basically, that's all we do um, is for the kids, and we visit hospitals. Um, we go to premieres and all that. And dang, I wish I had the 501st when I was eight, ten years old, because I mean, I know you've seen some of these costumes. And well, there was, well, here's the thing. Holy there's a, um, wow. Try being, there was a little kid last year at Comic-Con um, who was sick. Um, I think it was part of Make-A-Wish where they, um, they brought him to Comic-Con, but they made him a full set of clone armor. 
Nice, yeah. So he was walking around with the 501st, you know, trooping. That's oh, awesome. nice. So, and, I mean, I, I, didn't get to, I didn't see him firsthand. I never got to see him. Uh, Henry Gillery came over to my table with, uh, he was collecting a little sketchbook for him of all, you know, from all the Star Wars artists that were at Comic-Con. Like, can you do a quick Star Wars sketching here for him? And um, I just remember Henry telling me that this is, this is what they did. And, everything. and that, to, to, see, that to me is just, that's Star Wars fandom at its best. Like, that's, exactly. like, my wife, like, perfect example, my wife is not a huge Star Wars fan. She likes Star Wars, but she's not a huge Star Wars fan. She's a fan of the fandom. Exactly. The 501st. Right. The right. Rebel Legion. Now the ISO. I mean, it's it's a big. I mean, she's a fan of, of the fandom, and that's and that's a completely different entity. But, you know, and there and 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 that's and that's what it's all about. Like, I I can't really knock trek trekkers anymore, mm-hmm. because here's the thing, um, Star Trek. I I mean, I I I'm, as I sit here and I talk to you, I'm wearing a animated Star Trek T-shirt. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. Oh my I love gosh. the animated series. <laughs> but what I'm, but you know, like with this, and what's, and now that we have the new Star Trek, yeah, which and I and I hate to say it to Trekkers, this was a movie made for Star Wars fans. Oh yeah, for sure. By a Star Wars fan, yeah, yes. because he based he's because I've never been a fan of Star Trek. Yeah, Wrath of Khan's a good movie, but it's not great. You know, it's I mean, Star Trek is what it is, and 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 you have your Star Trek fans, you have your Star Star Wars fans, and you have the in betweeners who like both. Yeah. <clears throat> you this movie essentially erased any thing I hated about Star Trek, which was the, the over the top mumbo jumbo about the technical stuff. Mm-hmm. It erased the the smarmy, you know. I hate. I hate's a strong word. I dislike William Shatner, and I know there are Trekkers out there right now who have me on a lift. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like William Shatner, and it's because he's over the top. And the fact that he was upset he wasn't in the new movie makes me dislike him even more <laughs> because he would have ruined that movie. Yeah. yeah. Because he's William Shatner. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, go hawk, you know, Priceline, and <laughs> live, you know, live the, the memories of, 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 of Star Trek because I don't like his Captain Kirk because of his attitude and his, I can, I can nail any three boob chick in the universe. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is what I don't like about Star Trek. Yeah. But Jabba Jab is the only guy who can hang with a chick with six boobs. So. Exactly. Jabba the Hutt is the only one. <laughs> Yarna. Yeah. Uh, but what, but what, but what JJ Abrams did being a Star Wars fan yeah. made that Captain Kirk into Han Solo. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now basically he's Han Solo with a crew of 800. Yeah. And I mean, he doesn't have a Wookiee. He's got, and they made Spock who, and I've always had a thing where I've always kind of respected Leonard Nimoy mm-hmm. because when I was a kid, my favorite show was In Search Of. But, <laughs> um, but at the same time, I've, I've, I've always kind of thought Leonard Nimoy was cool in a weird way. But I wasn't a Star Trek fan, so I wasn't really down with, you know, Dr. Spock, Mr. Spock. Now, I love the character that's been created for this for this version of Star Trek, mm-hmm. and 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 everything about Star Trek that I knew as a kid, because as a kid it's space, you like it. You grow up and you're not that into it anymore. Star Wars stuck though. Yeah. Star, so I always felt like, and 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 yes, I've seen some attractive Trekkers, 
not gonna lie to you. But you go to a you go to a celebration, and the, uh, you know six sixty out of the out of the sixty one slave layers are drop dead gorgeous. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're beautiful girls. I'm right. excited you know? about that. I'm yeah, yeah. That. I hope um, my girlfriend girl- doesn't listen to this. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like I am friends with. Um, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a plug. The girls of the Dune Sea, Dune Sea Garrison. Those girls are gorgeous. And they either troop or they do um, like Sith, like you know EU Sith characters, and and then there's the ladies and and you know in the California garrisons who are beautiful and they do you know different characters. It's just and they troop, they dress as TKs. I mean, but these are beautiful. I mean, when you see them, you'd never think for a second that you know ten minutes ago they were wearing TK armor. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I've been, I've seen trekkers at conventions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I have less facial hair than some of the women. <laughs> you know, it, 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 but and, and my wife's like, "Wow, I can't believe you just said that." <laughs> but, but, but the fact is that Star Wars, for some reason, to me, is cooler than Star Trek. Yeah. But that tide is turning with this new Star Trek. And not yeah, that Star, sure. Star Wars is going to get less cool. It just put Star Trek in a in a in a new realm because there are people going to see Star Trek who would never see Star Trek before. Yeah, you know, and then women are going. To, I mean, and now women are more attracted to it because one, they have a better looking cast. Well, because they, yeah, they got they got you know these a few cute guys in there because you got you got Chris Pine that that. Uh, my girlfriend and some my, yeah they, they they will not hesitate to tell me he's a he's a very pretty man uh, well, wait, and wait. you've got Zachary Quinto who's got like because of heroes he's because, well heroes yeah he's he's, he's, a, he's the, the hero. yeah, yeah he's uh he's one of those like geeky girls dreams right they they all love him all the geeky yeah girls, so. and then you have um and then I always oh, I know his name but it always now now that I'm talking the guy who played Bones um oh that's Carl, Carl, Carl Urban. Urban. yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but when I heard he was cast as Bones, I was upset. I wanted to see Gary Sinise in that role. <laughs> but the minute he walks in that movie, I completely forget about anyone else ever playing. Yeah, Star. he's he is my favorite. I, you know, Bones. Like I'm I'm a I'm a classic Star Trek fan as yeah. well as a next gen fan, and uh, that's that's mostly my dad at work because he loves that stuff. Yeah, and. Uh, and Bones is by far my favorite classic Trek character. I just, yeah. DeForest Kelly had this thing about him that was just so unique and so different from anything else that he I've was, ever seen. When but, I was a kid, he was my favorite, too. I mean, I always yeah. liked Bones. And, and Carl Urban, he didn't, he didn't do an impersonation. He didn't do an imitation. He wasn't mocking it. It was an he, homage. Yeah, way he back. just yeah. embodied that character the same way that DeForest Kelly did, and I was blown away in that movie at how great he is. And the thing that I look forward to the most for the for the next Star Trek movie, and we're on a total tangent here, but uh, is is that they say Bones is gonna like those three characters of Kirk, Spock, and Bones are gonna be more forefront because now everybody's been introduced, the story set up, we know what happened with the alternate realities or whatever now yeah. these characters are going to get their moments and and i can't wait to see more of them because oh man he was so i'm awesome. i'm, I'm I, I as and as much as it pains me to say it, as a as the hardcore star wars fan as i am by the way if i'm echoing i just had to i had to plug in my iphone um but as 
as we are, as we're kind of now we have a Star Wars TV show and we're going to get another Star Wars TV show, and now we have Star Trek in the movies again, but <laughs> it's a different Star Trek. Yeah, I I'm I'm very excited about what they might do with Star because I mean even they've they've already said at some point they have to bring Khan into it. Yeah, and being that is the one movie to me that stands out. That and as odd as it sounds is the Voyage Home where they go to the <laughs> San Francisco and thing, yeah. which I love. I but love that thing, movie too. That's why the whole, like, any Trek fan who would have been angry about what they did with this film has to remember that Star Trek has always had a thing with time travel. Yeah. And the reality is is that what happened in this film would have completely screwed up any timeline that followed it originally. So the way they explained, the way they revised Star Trek, quote-unquote, revised it, is genius. Yeah. Because you have the same characters... And I, I also love the fact that while Chris Pine didn't do a Shatner, which to me would have ruined it, they would have he had twinges of the Shatner's of Shatner's uh, Kirk in their life, like during the whole Kobayashi Maru scene. Yeah, yeah. That was like you know, you know, uh, that was that was brilliant because he didn't do it, but he would like flash like uh, like you know, call me Captain and. You know, and yeah. and then at the end, when he when he comes on the bridge in the, in in the captain's uniform, and he's like, boom, you know, like that, <laughs> yeah. like that was Shatner, but it wasn't like he did it throughout the whole movie where it was like, all right, you know, I get it. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Urban doing an homage to Kelly was dead on. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not a, like I said, I'm not a Trek fan enough that like certain things didn't get, but like certain things you pick up without hesitation like that that like sonar type of ping noise that that's always during yeah. you know that's going on on the bridge or like out right. you know the sound that's classic track that's yeah like they're, they're just they're just part of the pop culture iconography right of, yeah because like, when i'm a kid i know what these characters were like when because it was because it was on when you were a little kid and it like like i can't stomach to watch the old batman tv show <laughs> But when I was a kid, it was like my favorite thing on the planet. Yeah, for sure. You know, now if I, I, I see it on, I do. It makes me nauseous because I'm such a Batman fan. Also, you know, I mean, Heath Ledger has ruined the Joker for me forever. <laughs> I want to see more of that Joker, and it'll yeah. never freaking happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, unless, like, Johnny Depp decides he's going to play it or whatever. But it, <laughs> it, it's just one of those things where I... I, I was a fan when I was a child, and I remember certain little aspects of it that when I was watching this movie, I got. I picked up on it automatically. It was there. It was in my face. And I remembered it, and it made me laugh. It made me smile. Like, you know, and Simon Pegg as Scotty, come on. Please. Yeah. It's fired yeah. casting. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it, it's just one of those things where I, I'm excited for something that I never thought I would be excited about. And I'm excited to see a sequel to this. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, that was quite the tangent, and I'm sure that I'm going to get emails uh, after this holiday episode goes out. I I love it. I love it. When I first started the show, all I got was nothing but happy, fun emails, everybody telling me that I was awesome, and I said, please, for the love of God, somebody criticize me so I can, you know, improve, and and I I put it out there that I wanted some hate mail. So I enjoy hate mails just as much. The tangent hate mail. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, you can, they can hate mail me at tom at tomhodges.com. So. <laughs> okay. 
Awesome. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think this is a good place to uh, to tie it up. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 wow. We've been talking for quite a bit. So. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for Thanks, coming Tom. on. And... You know what, guys? Anytime, anytime you want me to come yeah. on, I, I'd love to do show wrap ups or anything like that. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm. Uh, it's I I like talking to the fans and talking about Star Wars. So. You'll never you, you'll never catch me at a bad moment when you know you need somebody to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> so, so you'll come on and do a, a recap with us, maybe or something like that, huh? Oh, absolutely! I'd love to. I'd love to. Cool. Sweet. Cool. Uh, awesome. Well, with that, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get back to some uh, some of the fan uh, holiday memories uh, right after this. So thank you very much, Tom, for coming on, and we look forward to having you back in the future. Yes. Yeah, you're welcome, guys. Thanks, thank Tom. you. All right. Awesome. Okay, our next email comes from uh, Stephen Jones, and he says, Hi, guys. My favorite Star Wars-related Christmas memory happened about six years ago. My eldest nephew was old enough to start playing on the PS2. I got Battlefront for my Christmas present, and we played it and played it and played it. You get the point. Anyway, since then, I have been bringing him up on Star Wars, and I am enjoying Star Wars even more because of this. I have recently brought another nephew under my wing, bringing help in the ways of Star Wars. The Force is strong in my family. A bit of a sentimental memory, and not funny or anything like that, but but just thought I would contribute. Uh, love the Clone Wars and your podcast. Keep up the good work. That's Steve from Stephen from uh, Ormskirk, England. Uh, so yeah, wow. that's uh, that's a that's a cool. Cool. I mean, that's cool that he's uh, that he's sort of spreading it that he's that he's bringing up his his nephews to uh, to be star wars fans so. yes new fans in the making yeah so that's a good one. like that hey guys this is kyle avery uh you might know me as dark slim from the forums um i just thought i'd send this in and uh share on the uh on the holiday episode so I was going to share my favorite Star Wars memory from this past year and then um, also my favorite Star Wars Christmas memory. And uh, for this year, um, this summer, I think it was back in May, uh, my family went to Disney World uh, kind of, you know, for a summer vacation and my sister's birthday and stuff. And uh, we just happened to go at the same time they were having the Star Wars weekends. Um, actually, I knew about the Star Wars thing before we went, but I didn't know about it back when my mom booked the trip, so, um, you know, that was just kind of lucky, and, uh, you know, so I got to be there for that, and that was so cool, um, you know, there were Star Wars characters walking around in the streets, and there was a big old parade, and there's Star Wars music playing there the whole time, and, um, I got to meet Peter Mayhew, and I bought like a framed uh, picture of Chewbacca and I got him to sign it. So I've got a uh, Peter Mayhew autographed Chewbacca picture hanging in my room. And that's pretty much the coolest thing I own. Um, and then uh, they also had like a presentation where I got to hear 
um, Ashley Eckstein and Matthew Wood, you know, see them in person, and they were talking about the Clone Wars and their voice acting jobs and all that stuff. Um, and I got to see a sneak preview of Season 2, which was pretty much the trailer that we all saw after Comic-Con, but um, I got to see it before everybody else, so that was cool. Um, so yeah, that whole Disney World thing was just awesome, probably the coolest Star Wars experience of my life. Um, and then I'd have to say my favorite Star Wars Christmas memory, um, gosh, I think I was probably four years old. I'm 18 now, so this was, this was a long time ago, but, um, yeah, I think I was four years old and I got my first Star Wars toys for Christmas. Um, I got a, like a big electronic X-Wing fighter and uh, then four action figures. I got like Han Solo and Luke Skywalker in his Dagobah training gear and R2-D2 and a TIE fighter pilot. And uh, so, I know, that was really cool and that's just one of my earliest and fondest Christmas memories is just coming out and uh, seeing that big old X-Wing that was from Santa Claus. Um, you know, and then just getting the action figures and everything, um, you know, and I've had a lot of Star Wars toys in my life, but those were my first ones, and they were a lot of fun. So, yeah, I just thought I'd uh, send that in and uh, share some share some memories on the holiday podcast. So, to Mike and Matt and all my fellow Frontlines listeners, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and may the Force be with you. All right, we are back, and it is time for our fearless host to give his Christmas memories. What do you think, Mike? You got some good stuff here? Yeah, uh, you know, I I, I got to be honest with you guys. Uh, sitting down to do this, um, I I was so concerned with you know uh, getting our guests on and yeah. and uh, and getting everything organized and how I'm going to edit it together and what I'm going to you know just all the technical stuff. It never occurred to me to sit down and think of what my Star Wars memory would be. But, uh, I mean, the, it's like you said at the beginning of the show, it's so hard because there's just yeah, so some, many. Yeah. Um, I know uh, the first the first year that, that I started getting Star Wars stuff, because I didn't, I didn't start out as a Star Wars fan. I used to be a, more of a Star Trek fan and more of a... More of a comic book. Damn. Well, I was, I was, that language. I was more into comic books <laughs> and video games than I was into uh, into any particular movies. So I was uh, getting stuff like Superman and Spider Man and and uh, and and then video games. Like video games were my big thing when I was a kid. But it yeah. wasn't until I was about ten years old that I started really getting into Star Wars. And then that Christmas, um, that Christmas I started getting stuff. And uh, and man, I. I couldn't even tell you what I got that year, but I got, well, I did get, I got a whole bunch of micro machines because that was right before micro machines sort of started to dwindle Uh, because like towards the, it was also, it was the same year that the power of the force stuff started coming back out. It was 1995 95, Uh, and, and so there was tons of action figures and everything, but my big thing with Star Wars wasn't so much the characters; it was uh, it was the ships and the and you know like the X-wing, for sure. And so like I got, I know I got I got two model kits that year. I got the X-wing from Return of the Jedi, um, and I got an AT-AT, uh, oh, and then yeah. and then I did get one of the diorama model sets, which was the Echo Base set. 
Uh, okay. And that thing is huge. I mean, I've still got it. I don't. I've I've lost pieces to it. And, you know, it's this huge, huge model set for Echo Base. And what it comes with is, it's got this platform for Echo Base. Um, and then on the like, it's kind of got the the gate towards the front that opens uh, that that's open, uh, and you can you paint this whole thing. And then it's got a whole bunch of X wings, a whole bunch of uh, Y wings, a whole bunch of snow speeders, and then the Millennium Falcon, and then a whole bunch of little Rebel troop guys, like little Hawk troop guys, and uh, yeah. and then. You've got your Luke, your Han, your uh, C-3PO and R2-D2, Princess Leia, and uh, and a Darth Vader, and then some stormtroopers and snowtroopers and that sort of thing. And uh, and being a ten-year-old kid, I had no idea what I was supposed to do with this whole thing. <laughs> so I just started. Yeah. I just started taking things off of their sprues, off the little plastic, you know, cutting them off the pieces, putting together the little X-wings. They kind of had like a top and a bottom, sticking together. And I just had this whole thing, and I was, and I put it all together, and I was like, "Well, it doesn't come with stickers or anything, so it's just this, this sort of taupe, beige, <laughs> you know, model plastic. You know, when you get a model, yeah, it's yeah. not painted or whatever. Uh, right, but right. it was at the time, like it was like I had gotten some some uh, micro machines as well, but this was way cooler because it was like it was a whole base." And it was like the whole thing for me to have uh, to have all of Echo Base there. It was pretty cool. But uh, but one of the best Star Wars gifts that I ended up getting would be would be a few years later, uh, like probably when I was about probably about fifteen, fourteen or fifteen. Uh, my brother had moved away to to college. Uh, my oldest brother is about five years older than me, and uh, and he'd been gone for a year, and you know we hadn't really. I hadn't seen him in a while. I hadn't talked to him, and he was coming home from for Christmas. He came home and uh, and he and he, had, he we went and we picked him up at the at the airport. And uh, as he's as he's stepping off, he's got this huge package with him. This like huge, massive package, and uh, and it doesn't have any label on it or anything like that. And uh, and I was kind of like, huh? I, w- I wonder what that is. Like, I wonder who that's for. It's probably, you know, I, like the way I was thinking, like it's probably for my parents. You know, like he probably just got me, yeah. you know, an action figure <clears throat> or like a D- like DVDs weren't a thing back then, uh, like a movie or something like that, or maybe a video game. Like maybe he got me something for my for my N sixty four or my Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> uh, Sweet. <laughs> you know, like whatever. It's it, that's that's not for me. That's obviously not for me. Um, and then, uh, you know, we get home, we, we do the Christmas thing and, uh, wake up Christmas morning, go downstairs and all the, all the presents are under the tree and, you know, uh, the, the whole deal. And, uh, and over in the corner is this big package that he brought with him. Uh, and, and it's, instead of wrapping it, what, what him and his girlfriend did, they went and they, they colored it. Like they drew a bunch of pictures on it and stuff like Christmas stuff and, Okay. And then there's this big tag drawn on it that says from Anthony to Mike. And I was like, I, it blew me away. I was like, holy crap, that's mine. Oh. And so yeah. all morning, all morning, I'm staring at this thing and we're opening presents. And we, we don't open presents until like 11 o'clock. 
we're not what like my parents are really big on that that we're not uh yeah that we don't wake up first thing in the morning at like six o'clock in the morning can come bug them and and get them yeah. out of bed and then go open our presents and then you know because then christmas is over by like 10 o'clock in the morning right yeah stretch it out a little bit yeah so so you know my parents they they stay in bed until about 10 o'clock and then my mom gets up and then my dad gets up he makes coffee and then my mom gets up she comes downstairs and she makes breakfast and you know we have a big big guy nice have some calf like like yeah some calf <laughs> so uh what, what would you call what would you call pancakes and waffles in the star wars universe <laughs> uh let's see uh pans and wops or something yeah 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 uh, uh go ahead uh yeah sl- slim cakes and uh <laughs> and 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 slim patches cakes. i don't know yeah. something like that something <laughs> weird something totally off uh yeah. and uh with uh you know with some uh nice uh uh bantha bantha strips otherwise no yeah uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'd have breakfast we do that whole thing and then at about 11 o'clock after we've all eaten breakfast and everything's done you know we finally sit down 11 11 30 so i mean i've been up obviously i'm i'm like i'm like 15 so christmas is still 14 or 15 christmas is still a big deal right get up in the morning and, and at that time oh, yeah. we were televising the the disney christmas parade that was the thing. I always woke up every morning, every Christmas morning, and and watched the parade um, while everybody else was asleep. And so, like, I'd been up since like seven or eight, you know. So, like, I mean, it's been like five hours oh, by the man. time we finally sit down to do this. And I've just like I knew that this thing's for me, and it's this huge package, and it must be the coolest present of all, you know. Like, it must be just wicked. Um, so we go through all of it, and, and I keep going, can I open it? And my brother's like, no, 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 I'll leave it to last, leave it to last. Like, no, you leave it until until I give it to you, you know. And, Gotta be good. Yeah, and, and this just builds it up all morning. And then finally, we get through everything else. And, I mean, I got tons of stuff that year, tons of wicked Star Wars stuff. Uh, just, just crap loads, you know. Like, my parents go all out and give me tons of stuff. Um, and... Uh, and I finally get to open this, and I and I grab the package. I open it from the top. It's really tall and really wide, but really thin. So I'm kind of like, what could this be? Like, I just have no idea what it could be. I open it up, and then I start pulling out this frame, and it's like a, it's a picture. And I and and of course I'm pulling it out with the front of it facing away from me. So I'm pulling it out, knowing that it's this gigantic picture. But yeah. What's it a picture of? Get it out. Flip it over. And it was the that they'd done them a few years back. I don't know if they if you can still get them, but it was the one of those huge photo mosaics that they'd done, uh, and framed in glass and everything. It's the Darth Vader photo mosaic, and nice. uh, and it was just it was one of those things that that I'm sure it probably only cost them like forty bucks or something. You know, like what normally what people spend on Christmas presents, but. To a 15-year-old or a 14, 15-year-old who doesn't know how much things like that cost, you know, and we didn't have the internet. I couldn't go online and oh, yeah. stuff cost. Um, yeah. I was like, holy crap, he must have spent like $200 on this. <laughs> this is so yeah. awesome. And so, like, it, it, uh, to this day, it's one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite Star Wars things Jesus. that I've got. Yeah. yeah, it's one of my favorite parts of my collection. And, uh, and I never, ever thought that he would be able to top that. And this is where the story gets really good. 
uh, last year. Last year? Yeah, last year he went to uh, him, him and his girlfriend, different girlfriend this time. Uh, they went all over Asia. They went to um, they went to Hong Kong and and uh, Vietnam, and then ended up in Thailand. And they did you know one of those huge tours of Asia or whatever. Um, and he comes back, uh, and this this trip was in it was in the summer that he went, uh, or in or in the spring or something like that. And uh, he comes back and he just he gives me. Uh, I don't even remember what he gave me for a souvenir or whatever for coming back, but he gave me something and it was something totally lame that I was just like, like, I don't even remember what it was. And I was like, really? You go all the way to Asia, you know, I'm a big anime fan, you know, that I'm, I'm into Asian culture and all that sort of stuff. And, and he brought me back something like totally lame, something, something that you would get if you went to, you know, I don't know somewhere in the Midwest, you know, like something, something totally <laughs> mundane and North yeah. American. And, uh, and I just yeah, thought, t-shirt or something. Yeah. Like something, something, <laughs> unique, you know, and I thought, you know, oh, my brother's such a jerk. He goes all the way over there and he can't even be bothered to bring me back something cool. Meanwhile, he's giving, he's given, you know, this to my mom and this to my dad. And he, he, he gives my girlfriend these really nice scarves that he bought in, in Thailand or something like that. And, and, uh, and I just get this stupid little, like, tchotchke souvenir. Um, <laughs> so, you know, yeah. months go by, and I kind of forget about it. And it's like, whatever, you know. It's just my, it's, you know, it's just with siblings. You're just like, oh, my brother's just such a jerk. You know, yeah. and I'm, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and, uh, and Christmas comes around, and, uh, and, and we're sitting there on Christmas morning, and, and he, gives me, he gives me my first present from him. I open it up and there's it's a couple of t-shirts and they're kind of cool t-shirts. The one from, from uh, Hong Kong Disneyland, and uh, and then another one that's like a, it's a Gundam t-shirt um, from Hong Kong. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And uh, and I thought, you know, like I figured that was going to be it. I thought that there was just going to be one present. We get through everything else, do a whole bunch more presents, and then he hands me this other present and it weighs a ton it's not a very big box like maybe a little bit bigger than a shoe box but it weighs like 20 pounds it's just like huh. it's solid weight it's like i don't know like did he put rocks in here to throw me off or something i open it up get through all of the uh, all the tissue paper and everything and i pull out this statue and it's boba fett but it's not any boba fett that anybody else i know has because this thing is made out of scrap metal and uh, I'm looking at it right now. It's just, it's over in the corner of my place and it's, uh, let's see, he's got, he's got like, like coiled metal springs for, for his oh, eggs yes. and, and uh, Custom piece, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, it's this, this scrap metal sculpture of Boba Fett and his, his blaster is, is like a spark plug. And uh, and uh, his jetpack on the back, like the 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 rocket on the end of his jetpack, is uh, is like the end of a screwdriver sort of thing, and and like okay. it's just it is one of my other hugely cherished Star Wars items because there's only a handful of people who oh, yeah. have something like this, you know, and and it's from a guy in Hong Kong, like this guy in Hong Kong made it, and my brother found it. 
and uh and he make he makes a whole bunch of them and and my brother was like oh man i wanted to buy like three of them for you because they cost like 10 bucks a piece they cost nothing but oh, man. but to get them home yeah. he had to pay a crap load of money to get this one home because it weighed so much so he could only give me the one but but yeah i never thought that he would top that that photo mosaic and then a few years i mean we're not talking a few years we're talking like a decade later he brings this thing back from hong kong and it's sweet it's one of the coolest things i've got so, so yeah, yeah that's cool yeah so my brother you know he always makes it seem like he doesn't care and you know he's like a he's an older brother you know he's always acting like uh whatever you know oh mike's just a nerdy like star Wars, you know <laughs> he does a yeah. podcast whatever making fun of me and stuff um doesn't understand what i do you know like he doesn't understand he's not this like he likes star wars but he's not this into star wars you know what i mean um, right, right. so yeah you know you always just think that you're that your siblings just don't care that they just don't give a crap and and they're jerks and you know you hate them sometimes but then every once in a while around christmas they come through and they get you something that nobody else would think to get you because nobody else knows you as well as you know your brothers or sisters do oh yeah so yeah that those are just a couple of reminders so you know when and it it goes on and off with him where it's like one year i'll get awesome presents from him and then another year i'll just get junk like this year i'll get like socks yeah you know but i just gotta remember yeah well last year he got me one of the coolest christmas presents that i got so yeah so yeah that is that is my christmas memory um that's good you came through right there yeah yes nice very good the end so i so yeah that's it i guess we're gonna wrap up the show and uh and we're all done oh wait except there's one other piece of business we got to take uh-oh isn't there uh, there is one I've been more. keeping you guys hanging. I know that a bunch of you are tuned in just for this news. And you got to listen all the way to the end. All the way to the end. That uh, was a good time, though, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, yeah. well, they better have listened. But this is going to be a oh, long yeah. podcast. Uh, we have, at, at the time that we're recording this, we've only done one of the interviews. And it took, what was it? It was like an hour and a half. An hour, an hour and a half, yeah. We were on, we were on Skype with, uh, with, with our guest. And... Uh, so it'll it'll end up being an hour and a half on the show, and uh, and we still have another interview to record later at the time that we're recording this part. So, so they had to listen to uh, to two or three hours of uh, oh, yeah. us rambling on about stuff in order oh, to man. get to this. And I haven't even said what it is yet. I haven't even said what I'm talking about. I am of course talking about the contest, and we have a winner to announce. Uh, and our winner is uh, let me just bring up his email. Uh, Bo Preston, who was the first one to email in, and uh, and and he got he got it right. Uh, the the creature is called a Narglatch. Uh, it premiered in the Clone Wars episode sixteen, Trespass, which you guys all know is my favorite episode. Uh, and the Narglatch design was first illustrated by concept artist Terry Whit- Whitlatch, and uh, it was first featured. As a as a species in the uh, video game The Gungan Frontier, which came out around the time of Episode One, so uh, so yeah, congratulations! Congrats, nice. Uh, I am going to be mailing that. He was uh, he was he was worried that uh, that it might cost a bunch to uh, to send it to him because uh, he's all the way in Australia. But that's all right. We got it all figured out, and uh, and it's not going to cost too much. 
So, uh, so we are going to send that out to you. You'll probably get that sometime. Actually, I have no idea. I have no idea when you're going to get that. They might be <laughs> in January, but because yeah. it's international, who knows when you'll receive it. But uh, thank you to everybody who entered the contest, and, uh, and sorry that you couldn't all win. But uh, on that note, Matt might have some, uh, some good news for you guys. Yes, you know, it is a Christmas spirit, and um, Frontlines is going to give away some more swag. I, you know, we got another contest to announce today. Um, so for those of you who didn't win this time, hey, we got some more stuff. So um, what we'll do is uh, I will put some of the information on the Clone Wars podcast website, but I will tell you what it is now. Um uh, earlier, you heard uh, Tom Hodges, uh, Lucasfilm artist, Star Wars artist, um, does some really fantastic work. Uh, he was kind enough to set us up with a eight and a half by eleven inch uh, sketch of Captain Rex, one of uh, one of our more popular clones uh, in the uh, Clone Wars series and on our podcast here and on the forums. Um, it's a really nice looking sketch um he's got it colored um it's uh, about a it goes from the head to around his knees thigh area so almost a full sketch i have it framed for you ready to go really nice piece and i will have some pictures on the like i said the uh, the clone wars podcast website i'll have a couple pictures and a rundown of the contest which is not going to be anything crazy so it's just going to be a quick uh just go ahead and email me, uh, Matt, at CloneWarsPodcast.com. That's M-A-T-T at CloneWarsPodcast.com. And just put in the subject um, contest and make sure you put your name, your address, um, email, all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's just going to be one of those pull it out of the hat and here we go. You know, I'll just take all the submissions um, from the next couple weeks and I'll put them in a hat, and we'll have a little raffle here, and the the uh, name I pull out will be the winner. So we'll probably will do that. I'm thinking on the fourth of January okay. uh, when we record again. That's going to be a tentative. Let's. I'm going to shoot for that. So you guys have a couple weeks to get your uh, submissions in. And if you email them to Mike, that's fine. He'll give them to me, but try to send them all to me so you don't bombard Mike's email with uh, <laughs> contest stuff. But he can always forward them to me. No big deal. But try to get them to me. So we'll have a, uh, I should have a winner by the 4th, so get those submissions in. And uh, you can have this about a 8.5 by 11-inch uh, sketch by Tom Hodges, who drew this for me at SatCon, which I went to a couple weeks ago. And uh, got to watch him draw it. And he did a piece for me, which was a Vader, which is sweet. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, we'll have some information on the website. So uh, look for that in the next couple of days. Cool. And, uh, and with, your, with your contest entries, and uh, this, is, this is my bad for the last one. Uh, I forgot to mention, too, when you, when you enter any contest in the future, uh, and we'll, we'll always mention it from now on, uh, when you send in your entry, don't forget to add your your mailing address and everything. So, uh, so Bo, when you listen to this, you got to uh, you got to send me your address, uh, mailing address, so that I can uh, 
so that I can get this thing off to the mail. Um, yes. And and when you send in your, your entries for this new contest, uh, don't forget to put your address there so that we don't have to chase after you. Um, yes, make it easy. Yeah, so... Uh, so that's it. That's our that's that's, it. that's our holiday special. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was uh, it was a new was, thing, you know, and hopefully we'll do it this, was awesome. Do this every year and get get your guys's uh, your guys's input, get you on the show, doing stuff, and uh, yeah, look forward to some to some cool new stuff in the new year. I am working on the website. I'm working on it. I'm trying to get some stuff done. That's all we can ask. Uh, yeah. So so you won't hear from us for a couple more weeks. Uh, but uh, everybody have a great holiday, uh, whatever holiday that might be. And uh, and we will catch you guys. Uh, we'll catch you guys in a couple weeks. See you next time. Christmas. But, Mr. Claus, pardon me for asking, but what does Christmas really mean? Could you explain it? Of course, I would be happy to. The meaning of Christmas. Christmas is a time for joy. Christmas is a world of snow. Christmas is your own face shining. Christmas is the feeling we get this year when we care for each other. Not only this year, but every year. As far back as anyone can remember. And way into the future. For different peoples, on different planets. But the best Christmas gift is always the same. I can love you. My gift.
see, the happiness your toys bring to children all over the galaxy is your gift. Not a feeling can compare to a moment filled with care. For a gift of love will live and ever So Christmas will be over, and I suppose we will have to wait a whole year before it comes round again. That's true, but maybe someday, every day will be like Christmas. Wouldn't that be wonderful? <laughs>